All right, Chuck. Well, you said that you wanted a, uh, a intro proper for your victory. And something, something a little bit more than what you've been doing. I mean, I did win after all. True. And so I, I think something befitting a champion. Okay. Well, I got good news for you. What is that? Rock called in. All right. Left us a message. All right. Thank you, Rock. With an intro I think is befitting of your championship. Something a little better than what you did last time. Right. Awesome. And I figured I had my fun. I will let you have your glory. Awesome. Right now. So. Play it. All right. He doesn't count. I'm the Fancy League champion. Woo! Send me your action figure to the Star Joe's podcast. No, Ryan, you can't talk. Woo! I'm the champion. Fancy League champion. Woo! Woo! All right. So, Hell yeah, now that's an intro. <laughs> I demand that to be played every episode. Nope. What? See, that that was your problem right there. <laughs> the man told you to shut up and play the intro. I played the intro. Woo! <laughs> now, I'm a champ! Now, to beat a man, you gotta beat the man. I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> You've been over this again no, before. No. Beat you five times. It doesn't matter, because when the chips were down, I won. I didn't get to get in there. By like a half a point. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Thank you, Rock. That was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. Space Odyssey with a two thousand. I'm, I'm not. Awesome. A, I'm not a big fan of the uh, shut up, Ryan. <laughs> but can you dig it, brother? But can we get into the regular intro now? I'm hyped. Can we get into the regular intro now? Yes, do it. Okay. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 19, Yo Joe. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm Chuck. 
And uh, welcome back, guys. Well, yo, Joe, yo, Joe. There, let let's let, we're gonna get <laughs> what's up. We're, what we're, you been up to? Yeah, we're gonna get into that a little bit later. But anyone that's read Cobra issue number twelve, there was really nothing else we could call this episode other than yo, Joe. Yeah. Um, we'll get full spoilers. Yeah, we'll get into that. Full spoilers. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, definitely. For this episode, if you have not read Cobra number twelve, stop it now. Stop now. <laughs> Because we are going to spoil the hell out of this one. <laughs> yeah, you should read it. Yeah, it it it's already my nomination for Joe. Book yeah, of this the year. is like January has already started really good for us because we almost have like story of the year, uh, and then Star Wars came out, Darth Vader and the Lost Command, and I almost have comic book cover of the year. Right. Which the, was just awesome. Which is the crazy part because it's only January. Right. It's only January. But here's the crazy thing too. That might not be your cover of the year because all the covers are going to be done that well. Awesome. So it might be a tough choice. Yes, it could be. And it's only January, so it's only going to get better. So 2011 looks to be really good for us. And we've heard what's going to be happening after issue 12 of Cobra, which we'll get into. Right. Um, So it could be an intense year. This is something, actually, if it comes out really good and it, it picks up the way it is, the Star Wars, Darth Vader, and the Lost Command, I might actually double dip and get this in trade. Yeah. Keep yeah. the issues and get the trade. Yeah. It all depends, but I'm really loving it. I don't think there was a better time for us to be starting a podcast like this because it seems like all the books are firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Even Transformers. You oh, have, yeah, yeah. You have the whole Megatron Nobody slacking. back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an amazing time. Plus, we got Thundercats coming up. Yeah, you got cartoon. cartoons and the figures. And Bandai. I, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm thinking there might be a comic book eventually, too. That will not be it, horrible. No, <laughs> not at all. But it will be good. I will definitely pick that up if there's a book in Yeah, there. and we might, we might have a Voltron one. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Voltron to be coming out by Mattel in 2012. I'm going to figures. Find, I'm gonna have to make a whole new intro song. Oh, yeah. Because any book we're covering continuously... Deserves to be in the intro. Thundercats are on the move. Thundercats. <laughs> I got a couple ideas. I got a couple ideas of what to do. I got a couple ideas. So. All right. All right. Um, uh, speaking of of ideas with music, yeah, uh, I was totally blown away with the last episode, episode eighteen, uh, yeah. the Roadhouse nominations. Yeah. When you did the uh, Superman intro uh, over with, top or underneath, underneath the of, um, uh, Roadhouse quotes. Yeah, the, the voice of uh, Patrick Swayze. Yeah, the, the late Patrick Swayze. Yes. Um, so. I, and that was part of the reason for picking the Superman intro. Yeah. Rest in peace, Dalton. Yeah. Rest in peace. I thought you would just lose your mind listening to it. <laughs> I, I had to pull my pants off right then and there and rub one out because it was so awesome. A little bit more information job. than I needed to know. <laughs> Whatever. I actually had to go back. I stopped it right after it was done. I went back and replayed it again. And I text message you. Right. I got the I text it again. message. Yeah. I'm like, oh my freaking God, this is the best stuff you've ever done. <laughs> this should be in every episode. Well, so we should probably insert it right here. <laughs> Three, be nice. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a cocksucker, I want you to be nice. Ask him to walk. Be nice. If he won't walk, walk him. But be nice. If you can't walk him, one of the others will help you. And you both. I like to think that each episode, I'm getting better and better at pro- at producing stuff that we both get hyped about. Yeah, yeah. Um, it be- has not sucked. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, been good. Right. And the 
thing is when I it gave think, me chills. When it I gave think me of the, when I think of the eighties, especially yeah. like the cartoons and the movies that came out then and everything. Everything else. was epic. Everything was epic. Everything was hyped up. Over the top. So, yeah. Over, Over the, the top. top. Boom! <laughs> that Turn was, the head on backwards. That, Talk. That was a great movie. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought like, hey, anytime I can put something in there that's going to kind of hype up the episode, got to put it in yeah. there. I might not put that in there. <laughs> Love it. The woo might get no, no, that's a the little official, overdone. That's the official Star Joe's call. <laughs> woo! Yeah, you got to go with I, this. I don't, roll it. I don't, the people demand it. It's going to be kind of weird what? if we're like in a convention and well, that's how someone we're gonna call does each other. that. Yeah, we're just going to turn around. If you guys see us anywhere... Just go, woo! Woo! And I will turn around like, what's up, dude? How's it going? Awesome. My dog. Awesome. <laughs> what is up? Um, so, in true Star Joe's fashion, the day we decide to record... Oh my god, it is horrible outside. ...is the day we have a snowstorm. Yeah, they actually was really bad. They delayed us uh, from going to work for two hours, so yeah. which is unheard of. Yeah, we had like a... We never, like a school, like a yeah. two-hour delay. We never closed. No, never. And we have an emergency phone number that automatically automatically dials every number. Well, the whole state of Ohio was under uh, right. a warning. Right. So, which is the only way we closed. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also for uh, Michigan. Uh, yeah. Was it Iowa? Chicago got killed. Illinois, yeah. Chicago oh, yeah. got 20 inches of snow. They said that's happened three times in history. Yeah. So, yeah, it was ridiculous. And not while I lived there. No. <laughs> no. But, yeah, that was... It's it's still snowing right now. Yeah. And it's all icy, and it, yeah. it's really bad out. It's really bad. So, I was able to work from home today. I took the day off. Yeah, well... I had the day off. You had the day off um, already luckily, planned. so yeah. And then I worked from home. Luckily, just recently, I got a laptop at work. That allows me to occasionally work from home, and I'm like, man, yeah. this could your, not. Your have bail bonding up. went through, so they were able to take yeah. all, uh, <laughs> computer equipment from the office. And right. That's nice. So they. Uh, so I'm glad yeah. to see you're not a mule. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah. I, on the other hand, have to be shackled to my desk. Right. <laughs> we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, it's all about positions, folks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, it's it's one of those things that like when I woke up this morning and got that phone call from work saying. You know, yeah, I heard the call, and I'm like, "What the hell is who that? Who the hell's calling me this time?" That's what that's what my wife said. She's like, "Who's calling right now?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm I don't have to go to work. Who cares?" Right. Let the machine get it. And the the weird thing with this, and it makes sense for a company as big as the one. Yeah, we work she's for. she's like, "It's your job." I'm like, "What the hell do they want? Yeah. I'm not going in." Yeah, they've got like this automated day off. They have this automated service that Somebody during tell them to bite me. <laughs> that during an emergency, you provide all the phone numbers for it to call. Yeah. And so this thing is calling my home number, my cell phone number, and leaving me a text message. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to hear about it. So. All at the same time. Yeah. But I thought that was kind of cool. It's an automated thing. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's whatever. It freaks you the hell out in the morning. Sure. <laughs> Which I think is the fun part of it. Yeah. I could have so, stayed sleeping. Yeah. Well, I could have too. Well, I had to kind of get up at that time anyways because I thought I was coming into work. Yeah. But then I was like, no. Yeah, because it calls you before your shift. Right. So. Way before your shift. Yeah, like six <laughs> in the morning or something stupid like yeah. that. Um. So yeah. So it was a crazy. But yeah. Day. Hey, thanks for waking me up. <laughs> so it was a crazy Bitches. day. Crazy day. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, 
we got to knock this shit off <laughs> with this whole bad weather when we're recording. Yeah, I know. Stuff. I, I can't be bringing this shit to the table come <laughs> April. <laughs> April, May, June. I need some sun. Right, exactly. I need sun now. <laughs> I know. But other than that, anything else going on for you? Yeah, there's some uh, interesting posts on the forums here recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bill from uh, ETM responded back. I, I guess you mentioned something about him being a douchebag. Well, that something I, about that. Yeah. Well, I said I, I, said I, didn't, I didn't want to call him a douchebag, but we did. <laughs> no, you did. Edit that. You did. Well, he did respond back saying, "I've got your Nightwing figure here." <laughs> <laughs> and and when you call a guy to the carpet like that, I mean, he's bound to deliver. Well, I just flat out told him I don't want it anymore. I have three Nightwing figures yeah. now. <laughs> well, you, you do want it. Bring it here. <laughs> I don't have one. Well, if it's the DC Classic one, I don't know which one it is. Yeah. But if it's the DC Classic one, I'm still taking it. Sure. Because I don't have that one. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have three Nightwing figures now. Maybe I'm going to start bothering Mike or Victor or Lucas to <laughs> give me something. Well, speaking of bothering people about yeah. figures, okay. uh, we'll get into that in a, in a second, but Jamie Dahl contacted us again. Oh, did he? <laughs> and it wouldn't be an episode unless we went over his comments, <laughs> but we'll get into those in a few minutes. Right. Uh, anything else going on for you? Anything uh, else you've been up to? Well... No, just, you know, yeah. reading comics, loving life, working, okay. snow songs. Uh, I did see a few it's movies. Cold. I did watch a few movies re- recently. Okay. Uh, a couple animated ones. I saw um, Despicable Me Okay. with Steve Carell. Yeah, how was that? It was good. Um, I didn't really look too good to me. Oh, really? No, it was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I didn't think it was going to yeah, look good it, either. the previews looked like it sucked balls. But no, it was actually, it was a fun movie. Okay. Um, and you would not even, like, there's so many big names in that movie, voice talent-wise. Yeah. But you can't recognize any of them because they're all doing voices. Oh, yeah. Like, even Steve Carell, there was times where, like, okay, I know that's Steve Carell's voice, but I can't, really, sound like I can't really tell it's Steve Carell. It's something like that. Which it's is just, good. It doesn't interest me, so I don't think I'll ever, I ever see it. The Minions were cool. Um, another animated movie I saw was How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, we have that for the kids. That right? was cool. I've never seen it all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces you of it. You would like it. You would. It was like okay. It. Yeah, you would like it. It's very in depth as far as the animation goes. Like, if you, you like something like that, you'll like uh, Shrek Three. Have you seen or Shrek Four? The last uh, one I with Rumpelstiltskin. I quit at two. You need to pick back up. I like Shrek two. Three. Is not very good because it's got like Justin Timberlake in it. Yeah. Go back to, and, and get the other. I'll let you borrow it. Okay. We got it for the kids. And Rumpelstiltskin's in it. Okay. So that's a really good one. What was really cool with uh, How to Train Your Dragon was the whole. They actually had all different kinds of dragons. They kind of explained what they were. Yeah. And, and there was, like, Vikings killing dragons. That's oh, yeah. what they were doing. So um, it was really cool. Uh, I really liked it. Now, non-animated movies, I yeah. saw... I saw... Um, Any adult flicks? Yeah. No, not adult. No. Not no. your kind of adult flicks. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> but ones for adults to watch, yes. Oh, okay. That kids should not be watching, yes. Well, kids shouldn't be watching those either. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I saw The Last Exorcism. What about the new Batman porn? No. No. Right. I, I did not see that. <laughs> Sorry there, uh, Wolfman Z, I tried. <laughs> but uh, I did see The Last Exorcism. Yeah. Uh, which was kind of done like a Blair Witch meets The Exorcist. Yeah, how was it? It was really good until the end. Okay. The end blew chunks big time. Spoil it. I'll never watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so spoilers if you've never seen it. All right, so imagine take The Exorcist movie, which is yeah. a fantastic movie. Yeah. Do it in a Blair Witch style so you're seeing it from first person camera. Not so, a fan of that. Go ahead. But creepy. I mean, if you were watching sure, yeah. creepy shit happen, this guy's a minister. His, his family has a long history of doing exorcisms. He knows that they're bogus. Yeah. So so they're con artists. So they're going to do... He's going to do his last one because he's kind of lost his faith. He's kind of lost his way. He's going to do one last one. He's going to do a document... He has a documentary crew with him. 
and he's going to prove all the little things that he does to kind of convince the people that he exercised the demon. Sure. So, of course, he takes the first one off the top of his pile, requesting an exorcist, and he goes out there, and, of course, weird shit starts happening. And it's creepy as hell shit. And it, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Did you okay. watch it at night? Well, alone. No, I watched it. I I watched it during the day, noon, high but noon. I, but I did watch it by myself. <laughs> yeah, high noon. <laughs> yeah, I watched. I watched it in the middle of the day, but yeah. I watched it by myself, which didn't help. Yeah. So okay, so now I'm like totally creeped out. Okay, the movie's going really well, and then they pull this whole Rosemary's Baby type thing, like this demon that's possessing her is actually she's actually giving birth to it. Okay. And the townspeople all come together and they tie up her dad because her dad's the only one that isn't part of the, this cult that's in the town. And they actually pull this demon baby out of her nice. at the end and throw it into the flame, and the minister goes and attacks the flame. and It gets really ridiculous, like, nice. really fast. And I'm like, okay, this sucks now. Yeah. Now I'm not scared at all. Okay. <laughs> any, um, any nudity to save it? No. No, eh, no. couldn't save it. Uh. Um, she does get, like, lustful at a certain point because that's what this demon is known for, but uh, but it's not... Any, my favorite cat. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not anything that it would interest you. Right, I gotcha. you. Um, the, uh, now, a good movie I saw is I did see The 18. Okay, yeah, finally. yeah. I want to see that, too. That it's is, on my Netflix. That is awesome. I won't spoil anything. Yeah, on your recommendation, I put that on the Netflix. That, if you liked the old TV show, you will love the movie. Love it. Yeah, it's just awesome. They okay. they hit all the points that you would normally see in the TV show. I got some big news. Uh, two of our favorite magazines, Wizard and Toy Fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what about that? They're, they're, they're done. Yeah, I got screwed in that. They're done. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so they're, um, they're going away, folks. Wizard. Well, well, first off, Toy Fair. Toy Fair, yeah. I picked up one recently and was completely disappointed because there was nothing in there that... I used to get Toy Fair and Lee's toy uh, reviews... Pretty much regularly on a monthly yeah. basis, and I kind of quit about maybe a little under a year ago nine yeah. nine months twelve months ago because everything that's in there it's I can on the find internet. on the internet yeah um, it's just nice to you know take I, for a nice ammo dump or yeah, something but yeah but pretty much everything that's in there is on the internet so why, that's why I quit getting those yeah I handed you my last toy fair because I picked it up because I had Green Lantern on the cover I was like oh cool maybe I'll see some pictures of figures I haven't seen yet yeah no it was all the pictures of the figures yeah, I've already seen be the last one. So, um, well, then I want it back because it's a collector's item. No, just I got kidding. You. No, just kidding. Um, I threw it up. <laughs> I wiped my ass with it. Yeah. But Wizard, I always got as a gift from my wife for Christmas. Okay. Uh, or my birthday or Christmas, either Something, one. Yeah. But I always got it as a gift, which was nice because I didn't pay for it. It always came. It was a nice surprise in the mail. There was articles I would read because sometimes they'd have, like, interviews with artists or writers, and they didn't do enough of that. Like, yeah, I quit Wizard like maybe three years ago. Yeah. I used to get it, not all the time, but once in a while when the cover caught my eye, I would pick it up. Yeah. But when, I, they, when they quit being like comic book and went more pop culture, yeah. so to say, yeah, I kind of quit. Um, now, the thing is, too, is that they have the worst customer service ever. Yeah, I don't know about my that. Wife I always kept, got it in a new stand. Yeah, my so. wife kept, you know, she constantly would have to call them up when she wanted to renew mm-hmm. for me. Because she wanted it to come in my name and not her name, even though she was the one paying for it. And they have no way of doing that unless you call them up and tell them. Yeah, and she even in the then, same house, though, right? Yeah, but she just, it's a gift. She doesn't so want she her wanted, name on so the she, dork mag. Right, I guess I so. I <laughs> um, Completely understood. No, but it was a gift, so she'd like my name to be on it. Good move so. on her part. Yeah. Right. 
I remember when my um, grandparents used to buy me like uh, Boys Life and stuff like like yeah the Cub Scout magazine yeah or whatever and it come in my name so that yeah. was pretty cool. So the thing that's crazy, when I was a child. The thing that's crazy about it is she has not been contacted yet as far as what's going to happen now. I as don't far know as exactly. Yeah, uh, keep us abreast of the situation yeah. on that, but. I think, in my personal opinion, I don't know this, but you're probably just going to get enrolled in the online. Yeah, I don't want that shit. Maybe there's a refund button. I don't. Know. I hope so. But they. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it might just roll over to the online because yeah. they're everything that's be... on again. Everything that's online, I can find someplace else. Yeah, pretty much. So, like I said, it was just like you said, it was a nice book to get yeah, in the mail, a, and then it was nice yeah. to get it in the mail, and then I would, like you said, I'd take they it in a read yeah, or something they, like they that. They became really irrelevant when they quit putting the comic price guides. Right. In the back of the book. That's part of it. But like I said, there was a lot of things they weren't... It went away from comic books at that yeah. point, most altogether. There was a lot of things they weren't... Like they talked about comic book movies they're doing and yeah. who's writing... But, I mean, pretty much it was... Well, there's a lot of things they could have been doing that would have saved the magazine that they weren't doing. They could have done... No more exclusives. Exclusives, yeah. right. They could have been doing interviews with independent comic book creators. Yeah. You know, stuff like that Again, that you wouldn't get any place else. Independent stuff is nice. And it's good, and it's like uh, almost um, you know popular to say that you right. like indie stuff, but but somebody's buying Marvel and DC. No, it's I like understand 75 that. Seventy-five to eighty percent of everybody. But what I'm saying is, even if they were spotlighting one independent creator each issue, yeah, it would make it worth because you're not going to get that someplace else. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, and yeah, and again, much. not all independent creations are by unknown people. A lot of them are done by people that do work for Marvel in DC, but they do other stuff. But those are the famous people, right? By Marvel and DC. But why not get an interview have... with them? But yeah, sure, I get that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying like interviews, like make. Yeah, it... I mean, truly, truly independent people, right? That don't work for but Marvel. I, and but DC. I'm saying people who are not getting paid, right? Let's just throw it on the table. But what I'm saying, people who are yeah. not getting paid, right? Or getting paid very little. Yeah, or getting paid very little. Um. But what I'm saying is, let's do a spotlight on one of them. Each People who issue. don't do superhero books, right? Let's. Well, some of them do superhero books. Well, Adam and Comfort do the Uniques. That's a superhero book for the most part. If you're doing do. an independent comic, it's not a superhero. Nah, I don't. I disagree with you completely. I don't because I, they're they're more um, different things. You, you know? will find more variety in independent oh, stuff. Sure, yeah. But I will not go as far as to say Horror, that. Yeah. Know, Horrors, what? Like horrors. <laughs> horrors. Um, no, I won't go as far as saying that they don't do in, uh, superheroes, because there's a lot of independents out there that do superheroes. But Th- They make their own. Yeah, sure, they make, yeah, they make yeah. their own. That's what and, I'm saying. And the thing about it is, is to keep it fresh and to keep it new, maybe they want to do that. And maybe they, maybe for all intents and purposes, maybe they should. To well, keep it fresh, but well, that's what I'm saying. If they people did, who just read comic books, they you know the regular people, not hardcore fans, maybe they just want to read Batman, and that's it. They already know that guy. Right. But here's the thing: maybe they just want to read this Superman. day and age. There is more and more people every day that are gravitating towards non-superhero comic books. I'm not. I know you're not. I'm not. But you're not the general public. No. The general public is. I mean, look at what's successful right now. You got. Uh, the Walking Dead, the very Walking successful. Dead, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have Fables, very Fables, yeah. su- successful. Mouse Guard, The Goon, The Goon. Yeah, I mean they're out there if you want to read yeah. them. It's just something I've really never caught my eye. Right, or really and I never under- got interested in. And it. I understand that for you. I'm just but, saying, yeah. like you're getting more and more people going towards non superhero books. The superhero books are still doing great. Don't get me oh, wrong. That's what's yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. That's what I'm saying is, if they did do exclusive interviews with one independent artist each issue, 
to kind of get some notoriety out there for them. Basically, I don't know. That's what as I'm well as exclusive, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if the general public who picks that magazine up, well, let me wants to read about but some let independent me, guy. But let me finish. I think they want to read about Jim Lee writing Batman. But that's what I, That's what I was about yeah. to go into. Okay, go ahead. Is you each issue Batman shirt on <laughs> each issue? Yeah, of course. Right. Each issue you have one independent person, and you have interviews also exclusive interviews also with some of the big names True. so this way you are working towards what your what your magazine is supposed to be about which is comic books comic books yeah right yeah so let's talk to the artists but let's they talk wanted, to the creators they wanted wizard to be more of a like a like a brand that's entertainment weekly exactly exactly yeah. that's what they wanted to turn it into yeah well, and it, it shouldn't have been no that's why they failed and that's why everyone says that their comic con suck right they did just transform Mid Ohio Con, yeah, which was a great con for I don't like think, thirty years, right? Yeah, I don't think I'm going back. Really? I don't think I I'm am. going to go just to check it out. I've never been to a wizard, so I, I I'm, can't. I'm not going to judge. I'm going to go for myself. I'm going to play it by ear. I've heard too many bad things from people I've that heard I it trust, too, especially people about Wizard Chicago, and they say each year it just keeps getting crappier yeah. and crappier. And that's the thing. Like, yes, I want to kind of make my own decision on it, but I'm hearing it from people that I trust their judgment. Me too. So that makes it very hard for me to say. No, I think you're wrong. I'm still going to go. I had such a good time last year with Oh, I did Nick, too. Yeah. And it was such a great time. I want to go back. And I, I got some really good deals on some good stuff. Yeah. I want to go back. I'm not going to stand in line for like autographs or you know, superstars, yeah. wrestlers, or right. old TV show people. Well, you know, well, you whatever, know the only but, people I stood in line for were comic book artists. Writers. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's who I'm there to see. But, so. yeah, like the celebrity aspect of it, I'm not into that. Right. No, not at all. But I'm going to go check it out I just mean, to if, see. I mean, if, if it's a bad time, I won't go back. I mean, if I got to walk up to Lou Ferrigno and shake his hand, that's cool. But I'm not going to wait in line to shake his hand. I'm not going to pay 50 bucks for a Polaroid. No, man. not that either. But yeah. like I said, I'd go up and shake his hand. Sure, I said hi to him. Right. I walked by his little table. And, exactly. Hey, Lou, how's it going? Yeah, because no one's paying attention. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they were. You're charging too much for a friggin' Polaroid. That and the fact that he's your show every... was on in what the '79, '80, right. and that Get plus over the it. fact that he's in at every convention. Yeah, which I don't He's blame him. Money. I mean, yeah, I don't blame him. But you know, they yeah. took uh, you know King of Queens off the air. Right, man's got to do something. The reruns are still on. I don't know if they pay those guys syndication money. Who knows? It's in their but, con- whatever's anyway, in their contract. Yeah, but anyways, done. but anyways, speaking <laughs> of uh, speaking of conventions coming up, we got another voicemail from Victor. And, Victor, and, ETM, right? Yes, exploring the multiverse. Exploring the multiverse. Uh, this one seemed to be a little bit more geared towards you. So I'll play it here well, for you a second. I well, maybe I should explain. Okay. What I've been doing. Well, you can explain after you hear the voicemail because I want people to kind of hear the message first and then you can explain what you've been working out with them. Okay. All right. Because you don't even know what he said. No, I just want to tell you that that number that we have. Yeah. The Joe's number. Right. I'm kind of giving that out. (laughs) You shouldn't be. I figure. You can give it out, but for the show. (laughs) No, I'm kind of doing it for personal. No, because I'm not. Like my answering machine. No, because I'm not your secretary. Well, that's what I kind of did. Well, that's what it seems like. <laughs> well, I just want to let so, you know. So let's play the message. Well, well I'm doing that. <laughs> well, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm, nipping in, I'm nipping in in the bud right now. Consider it nip. <laughs> All right. So here's here's the message from here's Victor. Victor. Here's Victor. Hey, guys, this is Victor from ECM. I uh, just got done listening to your episode and had my pen ready here because I knew you'd be giving up the phone number again. So I decided to give you guys a call. Uh, a couple things. One, uh, Chuck, I know I've been talking with you a little bit on uh, on the forums about the hotel situation for Super Show. Um, I talked with Mike, and he said he's down with uh, 
splitting the room, but I still have to talk with Lucas. So uh, we'll, I'll find out more about that tomorrow. But uh, the one thing I want to make sure I comment on is uh, you said about doing video reviews. So let me know if you want some help with the, the video editing type aspect beforehand or if you want to wait for, like, the Super Show and I can show you some stuff in person. But I would suggest you guys going with um, some YouTube-type stuff. But uh, let me know on that, and, uh, and like I said, I can help you work up some, you know, the technical aspects of doing some video editing. And, uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, glad you called out Bill on the Nightwing, because I was, had the package sitting there, and he had the chance to bring the Nightwing over, and he never brought it over to throw in the box. So you can keep harping on him all you want. All right? Uh, all right, I'm gonna on my way to dinner with a wife. I right, talk to you guys later. Bye right, bye. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right, Victor. So this this Nightwing thing is not gonna die. No, it's not <laughs> until we have that package sitting right here and it's on the Star Joe's desk. Right. I I think I, it needs a place of prevalence here. It oh needs, yeah, it needs a, a little mantle. Oh, it will. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing that's funny hey, about that. If that's carded, now we need it signed. Right. <laughs> here's the thing that's funny with it too. Yeah. I feel like we just put a little rift into ETM. <laughs> yeah, we're dividing. Because That's what you do. You divide, then you conquer. conquer right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Bill, so, if you're listening, we still don't have the Nightwing. And your boy just called you out. And your boy called you out on it. What's up with that? So, uh, so I thought that was kind of funny. But, yeah. Wow. Um, can you make your arrangements with them outside of the Star Joe's phone number? <laughs> we're, we're communicating. We're working. I noticed that. <laughs> well, it, some of it was for the show. Right, uh, we're yeah, talking about video editing yeah, and doing yeah. video tour reviews. Yeah, and, and first and, off with that, Victor. Uh, yeah, that, thanks for reaching out. That, that was awesome. very yeah. nice, and we will certainly take you up on the offer. Sure. Well, it probably makes sense to do it in person because then he can actually physically like, show, us, show yeah. me yeah. how to do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you want to take the video stuff on, you're hey, welcome to. Well, depends on how easy it is. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll peek at the session and if, see what's going if on. If it requires any computer skills whatsoever. If I'm not stone cold drunk, <laughs> I'll look at it. Uh, but be, yeah, thanks for the offer. We're, we're definitely yeah, no, take that's up very on cool. That. That's, that's awesome, very nice. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, if Mike's down with the hotel, you're down with the hotel. We're, we're talking about Super Show, right? Super Show. So um, it's coming. Basically, what happened was the whole story on that is. You mentioned that you might take the wife to Super right. Show. That's fine. That's good. You know, break up the band, whatever. Yoko. <laughs> Yoko. Oh, no, no. It's, it's cool. No, I, actually, I love your wife. She's, no, she's lovely. Yeah, and actually, last, um, last time I wanted to bring her, once I saw what it was like, I was like, oh, man, I should have brought my wife. It's not dork fest. Right, yeah, exactly. So she would so, probably get a kick out of it. Yeah. And uh, Bill from ETM also said he's going to bring his wife. Right. So that's cool. You guys, you know, hang out with your wives. Yeah. Me and the other guys from ETM, <laughs> we're going to go get drunk. <laughs> okay. And we're, we're going to wreck friggin' Reading, PA. That's fine. We're gonna burn that mother down. That's fine. So we're, we're talking about those guys had a hotel I've got room. a designated driver. One of us will drive. <laughs> the Safe. one who's standing. Safely? <laughs> no. But anyway, maybe we'll take a cab. Who knows? Right. Depends on how much money's left. Right. Um, but From the strippers. Right, yeah. <laughs> and the blow. But uh, Victor said he's gonna get a hotel room and they allow up to four people in the room and right. since... Um, Bill was going to, you know, have the room with his wife, obviously. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's shacking up with her instead of a couple <laughs> other guys. Whatever. So he's bailing like I, you. I kind of I kind of see Bill's side of it. Yeah, I mean, Victor approached me and asked me, um, you know, private message me if I would be interested in, you know. Yeah, I could tell he private messaged you. 
PM me, yeah. If uh, I would be, you know, wanting to go in with a room with those guys, instead of them split it three ways, right. they'd split it four ways. Plus, it's cheaper. Plus, you've been wanting to see them naked anyways. It, it's all convenience. <laughs> it's pretty much convenience, yeah. All right. So, so, uh, so I'm, I'm actually gonna, glad I'm not a part of this whole thing. Yeah, I'll bring the rape kid. I mean, my, my you know, clothes. Wow. And uh, yeah, we'll get him drunk. And I'll take some Polaroids. No, there's no we in this discussion. (laughs) It's not not we'll get them drunk. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. You'll get them drunk. (laughs) So, a couple of roofie coladas. (laughs) Right. You know, Mike's out. Right. I get some Polaroids. (laughs) We put them on Facebook. You have a good time. Yeah, yeah. So, whoever. Again, you're using that. So, someone gets teabagged. No big deal, You're using that we term again. So, someone gets teabagged. No big deal. Yeah. No big deal. (laughs) It's all good. I just would like the we to be removed from this discussion. We, yeah. <laughs> all right. If you're referring to we as in you, Victor, and Lucas doing that to Mike. Okay. Oh, that would be funny. Okay. If Mike's like passed out stone cold drunk and there's like three cocks around his face oh. and you just snap a photo of it. That is hilarious. That will go on Facebook. We're never going to be a clean podcast, are we? <laughs> we should probably work on that. But, um, yeah, Super Show. Super Show. So that's the uh, last day in April, first day in May. Right. April 30th to May 1st. There you go. So, uh, But I'm go- actually going to go down early on Friday. Uh, for me... Because there's like a little bit party before. Yeah, or for, for but me... The, the actual show itself is Saturday, yeah. Sunday. For me, it, again, depends if the, if the Travel wife... Travel plan, sure. If the wife comes or not, because her sister actually lives in Philadelphia, which isn't too far away. Yeah. So yeah, we might make a road trip for some cheesesteaks. Yeah. That close, you know? So um, so if we're gonna be out there, her and I together are gonna yeah. be out there. We would like to see them, so we would still go down on Friday. Yeah, was, yeah that'd but, be cool. But spend Friday with them, and then and depending, I know those guys are in Pennsylvania. Um, I don't know exactly where they're at or where they're located, but if they're not too far from Reading, I mean, we could even go back to their studio and shoot one. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. I don't know what you're shooting, but okay. <laughs> come on, man. No, there's no come on, man. We're going to go dancing with Mr. Brownstone. <laughs> no, I'm good. No, an episode of uh, yeah, no, I exploring the multiverse. Yeah, I know what you meant. Yeah. Well, I'm, well, hoping, Whatever. I, I'm, you know. I'm hoping we'll be able to do a, a, at least a short episode together. Cause yeah, if nothing else, cool. we can just record from the, audio. the hotel room, the audio. Yeah. 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 yeah so. But if they're doing video, too, I mean, we yeah. can just, you know. We'll just jump in there. Yeah, well, yay. <laughs> Star Joe's an ATM make a porno. Whatever. <laughs> hey, whatever. I'm not in on that. <laughs> I need, well, I need, to do the, I need like a tag team partner to tag you I'm in. I'm not tagging that. anything if that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know what I might supposed to be tagging. <laughs> I'm good. Just bring your Purell and you'll be all right. Well, the Purell's coming. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hey, but no, thanks but for leaving the message. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, so let's get into some listener feedback. We're... <laughs> Yeah, did we do that? No, not yet. All well, right. We had some voicemails, but right, uh, yeah. let's actually get into some questions. And so, yeah, hey, guys, if you want your voicemail played and you want to call us, yeah, it's, give them the number. Yeah, it's 440-941-JOES, J-O-E-S. Apparently, it's not Chuck's answering service. No, so. it's not Chuck's answering but, hey, service. but You can call anytime because, it, honestly, it doesn't ring. It goes straight to voicemail. Right. Uh, morning, noon, or night, yeah. whatever. You're not bothering anybody. If you're drunk at 3 in the morning, we don't care. Leave drunk us a message. Drunk calls are better. Those would be the best. We yeah. prefer those. I would love that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't care when if you call. drunk snake eyes calls, he ain't going to say nothing, so that would right. be funny. <laughs> so if we get a hang-up, it's drunk snake eyes. Right. We'll, we'll copy off of uh, the comic geek speakers. Yeah, drunk cap. Yeah. No, we'll do drunk snake eyes no. if it's a hang-up. So. What about drunk Duke or drunk Flint? They could be they arguing. Could, they could call, too. <laughs> sure. They could debate their side yeah. of it. Yeah. Awesome. Duke, Duke was drunk at one time, wasn't he? I should constantly stay drunk. <laughs> I meant in like Reloaded or in the Devil's Due Run. Wasn't he? Didn't he get like 
shit face because Scarlet died or something like that? Or? Oh, yeah. No, Flint did. Flint did, okay. That's because they killed Lady J. Lady J. Spoilers. So, <laughs> yeah. It's several years. It's I think been a we're couple good. years, yeah. And they retconned out of it. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, well... We did have some questions actually come up when it comes to the Devil's Due run, so let's jump let's in. Get into that. Let's jump into our uh, Jedi Holocron. Jedi Holocron. Hey, All right. right one two. What's up, buddy? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Told you he doesn't like you. I know, right? <laughs> All right, so we. Did... I got him a Valentine, but I'm not going to give it to him yet. It's uh... too early. It's too early. It's only Groundhog Day. Happy um, Groundhog Day, everybody. What do you give an assassin droid for Valentine's Day? The same thing you give everybody for Valentine's Day. He already had a skull for Christmas. Yeah, apparently uh, that was Lucas's clone. Clone, yeah. So we didn't know. Yeah. but Well, we thought it was Lucas, so that's yeah, kind of a good Lucas. thing. Uh, you give him what everybody gives, you know, like a... Whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah. A uh, Valentine, a paper Valentine, and a box uh, of chocolates. I don't think that's going to be good enough for him. That's all I've got. Okay. Sucks to be you. It's all the wife's getting. All right, so we Hallmark did mark in some chocolates. <laughs> so we did have some uh, some new posters. Okay. Uh, on the forums, we had Kangaroo Taco. Yes. Uh, I'd love to know where that name came from. It's the other white meat, right? Uh, but he did post on our introduce yourself thread, and he's been posting quite a bit on the yeah, forum, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. So he said, "Welcome uh, aboard." Yeah, he says I came to the forums because of the Uncanny X cast. So we keep. Pulling in people from that area. Yeah, apparently that book sucks and everybody's jumping over here. <laughs> it doesn't suck. No? All right, no. yeah, yeah. So he says, so I've been checking out a lot of the other podcasts around the forums. Awesome. And uh, We're in the S's. He said that's how it came across <laughs> us. Well, they're in the, the T-U, yeah. so we're actually above them. <laughs> so. Word. <laughs> Word. So uh, he says, I don't even know which episode I was listening to first, but it was most excellent. Thank you. So kind of a little Bill and Ted comment there i guess yeah most excellent strange things are afoot at the circle k excellent uh he says i'm a huge star wars fan but i've never had any interest in gi joe and had no idea what you were talking about you son of a bitch wait None. give him a moment all right good okay so he says figured i'd give the comics a shot now that i know i was way off and he says now i know that i was way off with my ideas of what gi joe really was awesome he says, keep, good up, stuff. I love keep it. it up, guys. I'm enjoying the show. Awesome. Thanks for uh, sending the message. That's yeah. So, uh, so we had a convert. Uh, hey. We converted him to G.I. Joe. Yeah. So We're like uh, a, a religion now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying the G.I. Joe books. They're really good. Yeah, they are. They're, they're really good. Especially Chuck, the ones Chuck we'll, Dixon's cranking out some good stuff. Especially the ones we'll be covering and today. Larry Hamma's cranking it out, too. Yep. Uh, and then we also so, had, we had a new poster also, but he only posted for one thing, and he posted a new thread, and I thought it was appropriate to talk about it now. Sure. It was Comic Book Noise. Okay. And uh, we got nominated for something. Yay us. Yeah. Uh, Comic Book Noise, I, I guess, each year does a the Noisy Awards. Yeah. And they do a, it covers a lot of different types of podcasts. Yeah, we're up for a Noisy, guys. Yeah, we're up for a Noisy. Which is pretty cool, because we just did the roadies. Yes. <laughs> and we didn't even nominate ourselves. What we're nominated for is Favorite New Duo Comic Book Podcast. Yeah. Hell yeah. Now, here's the thing. We need to win this year. Yeah. Because guess what? Next year we're not new. We're not new. We probably won't be nominated and, for that category. Well, we might be nominated, but guess who we're up against in the, that one? Who? DC Noise. Ooh, the big guys. And Uncanny X-Cast. Well, we could take them. Oh, I don't think we can. <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> so, 
we got to win. So please let us win this year. Yeah, let's so, stop the ballot box. So here's, Vote early, vote often. Right. So here, I'll give the details, but here's who's all nominated. And I've looked into some of them. There's one called Aw Yeah. Yeah, suck. Which they started this, uh, they had a full year. They had 13 episodes so far. They do about one a month. Yeah, that's... Yeah. And they just talk about anything one and everything. That's Bush League. Yeah. <laughs> they, they talk about anything and everything. Yeah, we're not voting for them. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Mighty Thorcast. That could be a problem. <laughs> I couldn't even find them. That's better. Yeah. It's I, a good topic. I, I seriously Thor. tried looking for them, and yeah. I couldn't find them. All right. Maybe they're underground. Maybe. All right. Um, at least I couldn't find them on nets. I didn't look on iTunes, but I couldn't find them on just a regular net. So... Oh. Uh, Spectacular Spider-Cast, which has only had three episodes out. I love Spider-Man too. Yeah, but they've only had three episodes. Okay, so... And again, it's been about one a month. One a month, okay. So... Bush League. Uh, and then one that we absolutely have to win, because I think you might commit suicide if we lose to this one, it's, uh, the Incredible Hulk cast. Oh, that is just... (laughs) That is... That is wrong. Now here... (laughs) Now here's the thing with Hulk cast. It's been around since 2007. They're new? I, I thought the same thing. But they had a new duo take over. Oh. And so the first guys thought the idea sucked so bad they quit. <laughs> in, t- in December of 2009, two new guys took over. Oh, so they were there was a coup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they do about one a month. Mate, the fucking Bush League, one a month. Yeah, I don't know. So, so we do at least two a month. At least, yeah. At least. Last year we did even more. We were so much better than everybody you just named. <laughs> well, I don't want to talk bad. I haven't heard any of them. I don't we're wanna, so much better. I don't want to talk bad about any podcast. That's me. I will. Okay. But you wouldn't talk bad about books last time. Well, these are guys we're going to win an award. Okay. It's a major award. <laughs> it's a major award. It's a major award. Fragile. It must be Italian. Would you look at that? Wait, it's... It's a leg, you know, like in a statue. statue. Yeah, statue. Yeah, statue. Holy smoke, would you? Do you know what this is? This is a lamp. What a great lamp. I know just the place for it. Right in the middle of our front room window. Oh, look at that. When you look at that, isn't that glorious? It's, it's, it's. It's indescribably beautiful. It reminds me of the 4th of July. Hey, Park, what is that? Don't bother me now, sweet. Can't say I'm busy. Yeah, but what is that? It's a major award. A major award? Shucks, I wouldn't have known, Dad. It looks like a lamp. But it's a lamp, you nincompoop. But it's a major award. I won it. Damn, hell, you say you won it? If he won that, it's a major award. So, here's how we can win. Yeah, vote early, vote often. You have to. I don't know if you can vote often, but you can vote early. <laughs> vote early, vote often. You Get have, your friends to vote. Get your mom to vote. What the hell is she doing? Right. She's bugging your dad. You have to vote. You have to submit votes to Derek. It's D-E-R-E-K. Yeah, D-E-R-E-K. Right. At comicbooknoise.com. And tell him you're voting for Star Joes. Right. Tell him you're voting for Star Joes for favorite new co- uh, duo comic book podcast. So, again, yes. it's favorite new duo comic book podcast and it, all entries must be in by February 28th at 11.59pm Eastern Time so let's stuff the ballot box so, yeah. full of Star Joes so please we would really appreciate it if we could win oh, this I will be so fucking obnoxious if we win this 
Not to you. No, don't just turn, in general. Yeah, but don't turn them off. They love that. <laughs> oh, this this would be huge. This will go yeah. straight to my head. No, I I would love it. I would put it on a chain and wear it. Cool. Right. You wear that super like show Flav. Flav. Hell yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Why would you not? So again, it's uh, Derek, I don't care if it's a plaque. I'll wear the damn thing. <laughs> again, it's Derek D E R E K yeah. at comicbooknoise.com. But on all seriously, it's it's even it's yeah. awesome to be nominated. I, yeah, it Man- blew me away. Manticore told me that he on the forums told us that he nominated us because he Sweet. really likes us. Yeah, and I think you even mentioned Victor nominated. Yeah, us. He mentioned so. about nominated for something. I don't know if something. It's the same thing, I don't know if it's the same yeah. thing, but maybe it was suck ass podcast of the year. Who knows? I, but hey, it's nice to be nominated. But, but the thing that was funny was. I didn't nominate us, and you didn't, didn't nominate no, us. No, so it was just really cool of our listeners to say, "Hey, I like these guys enough that I think that they deserve this." You teared up, sure, <laughs> nice, just, just a little bit, little, a little cho- bit, little choked, up. little choked up, yeah. So uh, miss, miss chokes on dick. <laughs> so all right, <laughs> but yeah, hey, seriously, thanks a lot. Yeah, and, it was yeah. very awesome, and I want to win. Yes, I'm not lying. All right, so I want to win. I want to win too. Because all right, so here's some questions. I wonder if they have. give us two because we'll fight over it. I'll give it to you. Cool. I don't think we're getting anything. I think it's like a Marvel no prize. Oh, because if it was gold, I'd get it bronzed. No. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right, so uh, let's get into some of the listener questions. All right, yeah. So, uh, Nick, Wolfman Z. Yeah. uh, I wanted to mention, this is the date that he mentions this, because I swear to God, I hope he's joking. The date? When he asks these questions. All right. He asked on January 11th these questions. Okay. The date's very important with the questions he asked. Okay, go ahead. Okay. First, uh... One of the questions he asked was, he says, I have two questions. He says, I picked up G.I. Joe versus Transformers Art of War trade paperback for like three bucks. The same one you picked up. Right, right, right. And he says, I enjoyed it. He says, I know IDW is putting out Devil's Due Press run of Joe's. Is it going to be the whole run of the main title or will they also put out other series uh, like they did as far as the Joe's versus Transformers? There were some other Joe's versus Transformers that they did also. Um, First off, I don't know what IDW's plans are. I have no inside track as yeah, to... Yeah, we don't work for them. <laughs> right. <laughs> but as far as I heard, uh, all I've heard so far is they're just going to do the... Uh, Disavowed. Yeah. Which is the Devil's Due main title run. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do the... What was it? The, the Offshoots are Reloaded. Well, they did the... Um, what was the Frontline? Frontline. I don't know. I don't know if yeah. they're doing any of that. And I don't also know if they're going to do the uh, Transformers G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe, yeah. To now, do that, because the one that I picked up was... Published by Devil's Due. Right. It now, the, through the only thing I know that IEW is doing... And it's not that old. No, it's not. It's just last, well, four years, five years? Five years, yeah, yeah. something like that. But um, the only one that I, the only thing I know that IDW is doing as far as any type of crossover is in the IDW Transformers collection books, mm-hmm. in volume three, they are going to have the Avengers versus Transformers. That miniseries that came out. Okay, yeah. So that's going to be in there. Yeah. But I don't know, like, what their yeah, plans I, are for anything. And If we hear anything, we'll report it. Absolutely. I don't know. The funny thing with it, the thing that drove me nuts with this question is, Nick knows us. He yeah. knows you especially. Oh, yeah, yeah. He knows we have no inside connection to IDW. <laughs> I know. And he still asks the question, but whatever. So here's the question that was important to He know. works a lot and he drinks a lot. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't. Here's the question that was important. Oh, he's a good dude. No. Here's the here's the question that was important to know the date for. Okay. Okay. His second question was, did you read Future Noir and your thoughts on it? I'm thinking about picking it up eventually. I hope to God he is joking. Yeah. Because where has he been the last, what, two, two three episodes? 
That book is the biggest turd. Well, aside from that, ever. Aside from that, I'm so embarrassed have, that it has GI Joe. We're not having that discussion again. Yeah, we've read it, but <laughs> it blows balls. <laughs> Don't get it. But here's the thing: by the time he posted this, we had done episode 16, and episode 16 had been out for a while. Where yeah. there was the big argument we had about that issue. Yeah. Where the hell's he been? <laughs> Maybe he didn't listen. I don't know. Maybe he's a couple behind. Oh, okay. We could just give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's a couple behind and he's not slow. I don't know. <laughs> I think he's a couple behind in a couple other areas. <laughs> wow, I don't know. But yeah, don't get it. Concer- don't waste your money. Considering the guy puts uh, no punctuation in anything. Yeah. He, he started putting commas in there. Random. Commas, yeah, random. <laughs> just random. Just, just inserts a question mark right. in there. But yeah, don't get it. Don't waste your money. Um, I would say it's not worth the money that you're it's probably going to have to pay for it. It's not. Even though I enjoy it. Even if it. they put it in like a trade format yeah. or something. It's only yeah. the two, but yeah. even, don't get it. Even though I did enjoy it, um, it's not, worth, it's the not worth the money that they were charging for it. So For both of those issues, you're going to pay like 15 bucks. Yeah. Tax out the door. Yeah. It's, it's not worth yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Manticore had a question. He says, if you had to share a foxhole yes. with any Joe, and he said, male Joe Chuck. Oh. <laughs> he made a point to point out that it had to be a male. So I originally went right for Scarlet, right in my head. Right. He said, for one tour each, in a jungle environment, snow environment, desert environment, and mountain environment, who would they be? And they have to be four different Joes. He says his choices would be Ricondo for jungle, Snow Job for snow, uh, Dusty for desert, and Outback for mountain. So do you know... Well. Those are really great choices because Rakanda was a jungle trooper, sure. Snowjob is the Arctic trooper, sure. Dusty's a desert trooper, and Outback's right. a survivalist. Right. So not to pick the same guys he picked for the mountains, I would pick Alpine. That's who I picked. Yeah, the, the mountain specialist. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I can imagine doing a tour that Alpine would be a lot of fun. Yeah, because he's the wisecracker. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah. So you're gonna have a good time with him. Uh the jungle. I'm gonna pick Gung Ho. That's he's, cool. He's, he's I picked. I picked. Uh, I picked Beachhead. Okay. Because Ranger. Sure, yeah. He, he'd do well in the jungle. Yeah. So. Now, for the snow, uh, just to pick another snow guy, I mean, we could pick... Uh, Frostbite. Frostbite, the Iceberg. Iceberg. Yeah, I'll take Iceberg. I'll take Frostbite. Well, yeah, he's got the snow cat, so yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, what was the other one? Desert? Desert. Stalker. Ranger. Okay. okay. Ranger will get me through the desert. My first instinct was Dusty, just but, yeah, because I love saying, Dusty, yeah. but... Um, yeah, I, somebody different, but yeah. Cover Girl. Oh, no, he said male. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I only said I said Cover Girl for the simple fact she's done the, the desert thing before. Yeah. So, um, God, I don't know. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Spirit. Stalker. Spirit. That would be good for a tracker in the jungle. In the desert. Well, I'm thinking desert. He's a Native American. He was Navajo or whatever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, that that's the environment. You're playing a race car. No, that's the environment he lived okay, in. Okay, put the Indian in the desert. I got you. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> Oh, well, you're going to put the snow guy in the snow area. I'm going to put the Indian in the desert. <laughs> All right. Snow guy's not a classification of human beings. I understand that, but what I'm saying... Put the frost giants in the, de- in the in the winter. Every time I've ever seen spirit, he's been in the desert. All right. That's what I'm going with. Your closet has many skeletons. Just go. <laughs> no, but, but seriously... Yeah, but just not to pick the same guy. Tell, me, picked, yeah. tell me the time you have not, you've seen spirit not in a desert environment. Tell me one. Tell me once. Tell me one. Tell me one time you've seen Spirit not in a desert environment. There's been a lot. Have you seen the cartoon? <laughs> yeah, every time he's been in the desert. Oh, my God. <laughs> the last issue when he was in, he was, like, uh, sitting on his little Navajo blanket. In the desert. Well, in the building. <laughs> right, in the building, but the building was in the desert. <laughs> God, you're killing me. I'm just saying, he, All right. he'd be good for the desert. Got any Jew jokes? 
<laughs> no. All right. I'm not the one that offends people. Any Polish jokes? Oh, I got, lot, I got a lot of those, yeah. I know. But I'm Ukrainian, so. I, you, you figured. You're and my get. family came through Poland to get, yeah. to get here, so. How many of them did you kick on the way in? As many as I could. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> moving right along. All right, moving right along. Uh, Good Rock, question, yeah. Rock had a few questions. Okay. He said, did you guys ever notice... No, that next. He, <laughs> he said that in any of the six Star Wars movies, there was not one bathroom. On the Death Star, you didn't see any, uh, didn't see any, nor the cantina. Obviously, on Endor, you can use the bushes, the trees, ditto for Dagobah. Hoth, watch out for yellow snow. How would Darth Vader get that suit off if he had to take a shit? <laughs> or would he use the Force to hold it in until he got back to the Star Destroyer? What do you guys think? Never really thought about that. I thought about it. Honestly, I can say I've never really thought about it. I have thought about it. I would think they would just poop like everybody else. Well, right. Here's the thing. I mean, everybody poops. Did you did you want to see that in the movie? Even the Pope poops. Did did Rock want to see that in the movie? Like someone coming out of the shitter going, I don't, know. don't go in there. Yeah. <laughs> Luke coming out of a little toilet paper stuck to his boot. I don't now, know. Now, here's the, only thing, um, here's the only thing seriously that I thought about. I don't think Darth Vader would be used in the bathroom. His whole bowels are just gone? I think, yeah. I just think they're like, he's all machine down there, so... No, no, in the he, issue, I don't he think just he needs wings. To, yeah, I don't think he needs to eat. Ever? Ever. I think the machine keeps him going, so... Well, I don't know. I think I've, never, still... I've never seen him eat. No, remember, he had his helmet off. Wasn't he, right. like, drinking a Coke in that thing? No, no, he, no. No? <laughs> all right. Maybe in Robot Chicken he was. <laughs> okay, all right. But, uh... Yeah, good question. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Never thought about it. Uh, I thought about but like I said, it's not something I wanted to see in the movie. No, no, I give me more blasters. And right. Stuff, more right. lightsabers. Um, so then he says, I have a legitimate question here. He Go says, ahead. Uh, that and, wasn't one? And we gave, we gave him an answer for this already, but I thought maybe if sure, someone else is thinking yeah. about it. Uh, he says, I have a legit question. Uh, I wanted to start a new project that would take some time to complete. Cockfighting? No. No? <laughs> he said, I really enjoy... Get him young. Raise him. He says, I really enjoy the look of the vintage Star Wars figures. Oh, yeah, I do, too. He says, I saw on eBay a couple of people selling reprints of the original card backs and bubbles. Yeah. It's $170 for 66 reprinted card backs and bubbles. On the back of the cards, it does say that it's a reprint. Yes. The cards are unpunched and are printed on the same kind of cardboard stock that the regular ones were. Yes. The bubbles you need to glue them on yourself or use uh, two-sided tape, as they recommend. He said, I was looking on eBay, and the price for vintage figures loose, complete, are very reasonable. Most figures just uh, came with one weapon. I've seen a decent amount of figures in the $5 range plus shipping. Yeah, or below. Yeah. If you go to, like, one of those toy shows in your local oh, area. Yeah. Because if he's on the eastern seaboard, the eastern coast, New York, New Jersey area. Yeah, they're a dime yeah. a dozen. Yeah, you could find, even garage sales, yeah. you find stuff like that. So he yeah. says, as I've told you guys before, I am mainly a mint-on-card collector... Uh, the same seller has the first 21 figures on the reprinted cards for around $550 with shipping. My question is, do you think I'm better off buying it now with the first 21 figures complete or buying the kit and searching eBay and toy stores and putting together myself? I think that's going to be more fun if you're, if you're into that. If you want to do this, if you want to do it, and I've seen people who have put these things together at the mm-hmm. toy show, yeah. they look phenomenal. Yeah. You can't tell. Yeah. That it's a replica. And they which, look so Which is good. why they put on the back this yeah. little reprint. They yeah. look so good. Definitely, if you're into that, I would go and buy the kit and search down each figure just for the hunt. Right. That's... Because that's what's part of toy collecting is good for me, the hunt, the thrill of the hunt. Right. To go into the 
Target, Walmart, Toys R Us, and find those figures on the peg and buy them. And see, I'm I'm done with the hunt. I just want the damn figure. You just order them online <laughs> and get the case, and yeah, I still get the thrill of the hunt. Whereas I still you, enjoy that. I still enjoy. Whereas that. you, more of the completest. I get frustrated. You get easily. frustrated easy when you can't find right. all but one, and you don't want to go search around. Right. I understand it's a lot of time. Yeah, and I don't have really much of the time to do or devote to that right. anymore. But I still like to do it when I can manage some. I time. got sh- I got show stuff to do. So you've got stuff to do. I understand. <laughs> but I would definitely do that. But another thing, another you haven't even mentioned it. Um, the newer figures on the vintage card. Yeah, they're like seven, eight bucks. They look awesome. They look really cool. They're very articulated. But I think he wants the old school yeah, figures. Yeah, he wants the old school figures, right. On the card. Right. But well, what I mentioned to him is if he's looking to save money, get the kit yeah. and do it yourself because you will save yourself so much money on the figures because you can find deals. Oh, yeah. Someone's selling just a lot of a them. A lot of them, yeah. And you can get a lot. And what you don't use for your um, you know, your You can kit, resell. Even that. He mentioned he had a son. Just give yeah, him to your, give your son, son to play yeah. with. Yeah. Um, the other thing I said to him, I said, now... And that's something you could do with the sh- with your son yeah. as he grows up in age over the years. I mean, this doesn't right. have to be done in a month. Right. This that's could the take two or said. three years to do. Yeah. And you guys could do this together and bond, father-son kind of thing. Well, the other thing I said to him, I said, if, if take a weekend, Take a weekend a month if it, and just go garage sailing or just go to local toy shows and stuff. Uh, go ahead. Again, again, with the cutting me off. Well, if you had a valid point to say... You never know if I have a valid point to say. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So what I said to him, I said, if it's something that you want to turn this into your hobby, yeah, then do it in the long run. Get the kit. Spend your time doing it. Yeah. But if it's something where I just want these figures and you have them to have them to put them on a wall, yeah, and you have the money just to blow, go ahead and buy the five hundred and fifty dollar thing. I wouldn't recommend that. I wouldn't either because but, half the fun is finding them, tracking them down, right. getting their weapon, and making the card put it the way you right. want because there somebody else. No matter how good they do it, they're not going to take the time and do it the way you want to do it. Right. To lay the bubble on the card, position it correctly, right. trim the tape just so it fits right on the but plastic. I mean, some people might not be wanting to do all that meticulous work, and they might just want the figures. That's true. But if you're someone that enjoys doing that, yeah. then get the kit and do get it. Get the kit way. and hey, uh, send us a photo of your first one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, we'll put it up. We'll put it on Facebook or something. All right. So uh, Seb had one question. This was the last question we we had in general. Yeah, because uh, we're what like an hour now. Yeah, he said, uh, "Let's get those books." Padme or Leia? Yes. <laughs> no. What? You have to choose one. Only one. Yeah. But it's like mother daughter. It's like a fantasy kind of thing. No. Yeah. I, mean, I know, I know, but it's not. No. That's not what we're going for. That's here. not the question. You have to pick one of them. That's the correct answer. No, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, gun to my head, had to choose. Give me Leia. I have a complicated answer. Okay, I um, imagine you would. You're a complicated <laughs> kind of guy. I will take Leia as she looked in Star Wars. Well, fuck yeah, you would. But if I'm choosing what they look like now, I'm picking Padme. <laughs> Well, yeah, she is younger than Carrie Fisher. Right, right? Carrie Fisher looks horrible right Wasn't now. Wasn't she like 40, 50? She's, I mean, granted, she looks good for her age, but... You want a younger girl. But, no, I want the hot girl, and she's not hot anymore. It's not 1983 anymore. Right, so. right. She's not hot anymore. Wow. So I want the hot girl, so I'm going to take Padme now. Okay. But if I'm back in 1983, I want Carrie. Okay, we're just we're probably basing it on if, the movies. If we're going based on their prime, so how they looked in the yeah, movies, yeah, in the movies, yeah. Then I'm going Carrie Fisher. I'm going Princess Leia, Leia yeah. right? Preferably well, in the slave outfit. Well, yeah. <laughs> or no outfit. Well, I, I'll get there. 
Yes. <laughs> All right, and it wouldn't be listener feedback until we heard from our favorite poster on the uh, on your our website. Not I my... think this is your favorite fan. No. Yeah, I've got everybody else. You can. I'm pretty sure he's hating me. <laughs> but uh, Jamie Dahl had a few comments from our last episode. All right. So he said... Uh, this was commenting on episode 18. Right. He said... The roadies. Right. He said, first up, Australia is not a third world country, and then he spelled country with a C-O-U-N-T-R-I-E. <laughs> that only proves my point, buddy. That only proves my point. And I did... I Australia did... started out as a UK prison. Right. So you are. <laughs> I'm sorry to break it to you. Right. Um, I did think of Australia as not being a third world country when we were talking about that, but it, I didn't think of it at the time. Yeah. But yeah, he's not. You're not he, helping the cause. He's not helping the cause. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says, you guys are 35. I'm not. If I remember his Facebook page, he's not that far off from us. I think he's like four years younger than us. But yeah, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So what made me feel bad about it again. He said, Technoman rocks. Go take a look. It's a, a freaking sweet. And I actually did check it out. It is pretty cool. Okay, yeah. Um, it's pretty manga-ish, but, right, hey, yeah. but it's still pretty cool. Um, it's very cheesy as far as the intro storyline. That's yeah. all I watched was the intro. Oh, and, I was like, and I was like, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, different strokes, different photos. Whatever. Yeah. And then he said, again, it rocked. Transformers 2007. The, two, uh, the 2009 movie was okay. I like it more than most people. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. It's yeah. not... I don't even think it's okay. Yeah, whatever. But here's the thing, too. I'm friends with Jamie Dahl on Facebook. Yeah. I've seen the stuff he says is a good movie, and I've seen the stuff he says is a bad movie. I'm not taking his judgment on any movie. Nice. We <laughs> differ on a lot here. We differ a lot. <laughs> it must um, be that generation gap. Right. <laughs> he says, I watched the Ninja Turtle movies once uh, every few months. That's way too often. <laughs> yeah, once every couple of years is good. And he goes in the three mutant names from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to Artoka, Razor, and Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Vanilla, yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I mean, once he said the names, I was like, oh, yeah, that was their names. But yeah. you know what? That movie sucked, so. <laughs> but, hey, thanks for pointing it out. Right. He says, okay, I get it. I'm not seeing a proxy anytime soon, but let me put it. Amen. This, he finally got it. But he says, let me put this it's not out. not April yet. Right. He says, let me put this out there. Can you just pick up some Thundercats toys? We haven't even seen them yet. They're not out yet, Yeah, dude. they're not out yet, dude. Um, when, when we see them, we'll let you know. We'll let I you put know. some photos on our forums and some links. Yeah. If you're on our forums at all, you can definitely check out the links I posted. Yeah. Now, the what I'm understanding from what I've read is the first series, they're going to be like a... Three and three quarter, then they're going to be like a six and a seven right. inch series. Eight inch. Eight inch, I'm sorry. Yeah. But the three and three quarter ones, that's going to be the ones that fit with the Thunder Tank right. and the Cat's Lair. Right. And the Thunder Tank's going to come with a Snarf figure. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. Yeah, I, I don't even know if I'll get the three and three quarter figure. I might just pass I might get on the that Thunder size tank. altogether. I might get the Thunder Tank. But then you'll probably need the three and three quarter figures to put in a tank. I'll get a few. <laughs> right, of course you will. The, the the larger characters I might get. I'm gonna be but I'm not, this line. <laughs> I know you are. I know you are. But I'm not gonna get the ones that are looking like the ones they put out first. Yeah. There's a whole you might want to save your money. There's a whole new like uh, classic style. Right. That's the eight inch ones that are coming out. That's the eight inch ones. Those are the ones I'm blowing my cash on. Yeah. Because those are the ones that look like the ones that I remember them yeah. looking like in the eighties. I'm saying that I'm going to be poor. Oh yeah. Because. I might be getting all three lines. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, you might have to move that Muppet but, stuff and put yeah. a cast layer there. But it depends Dude, on... how freaking sweet that be. That would be awesome. I know. But here's the thing. 
I want to see what they look like in, in the person. Store, in yeah. person. Because it's, pictures, it's, yeah. I've seen pictures where it looks awesome and then it looks like crap in the store. And I've seen pictures where the picture looks like crap. And I see it in the store and I go, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. So you can't tell exactly. the Exactly, yeah. So, to be determined. But yeah. I mean, honestly, I can really see myself pretty much picking up pretty much most of the classic ones. Yeah. Oh, I'll definitely get the, the classic uh, ones. For the other ones, it all depends on how they look. Yeah, I'm definitely getting the classic ones, but yeah, like you said, the other ones depend on And those are made by Bandai, so they're not a, a you know, small fly by no, company. No, no. They're, they're pretty, you know, they've made some toys in the past. Yeah, exactly. Your guys' comic reviews are great. Just wish I had the issues hitting us down here. He's down in Australia. So, um... See? Another third world country. They don't sell comic books there. <laughs> you just... You keep backing it up, man. Because Star Wars on Blu-ray, the price for a box set for us will be around $200. Sweet Jesus Christ. You, he says, you guys should do at least one toy review per episode and talk about the news like Thundercats, any movies news for Transformers, G.I. Joe, or any of the other shit you follow. <laughs> well, here's okay. the thing. Thanks. Jamie, here's what you should be doing. Wow. You should be calling out the listeners. Well, you should be joining our forum because all the news about that type of stuff... It's there. It's on our forum. That's where we put it. Because guess what? Most of this show is not the comic books. Yeah, it's kind of us free-balling. Yeah. I mean, we do talk... All the news, all the general news is on the forum. Yeah, we do talk about the news, and we rely on our listeners to post some of the news, too. Sure. I mean, that's what's great about it. We're we're a community. (laughs) There's a lot of people. Can't leave it all up to us. No, no, no. So, we have full-time jobs. And then he said, enhanced podcast, hell yes, need it. Enhanced, well, yeah, yeah sure. I'll do what I can. We're working on it, we're working on it. And he says, I'm on Skype, spotlight episodes on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Thundercats, I need to be on, on the show. So, <laughs> um, um, hey, well, maybe we'll give you a call. Yeah, yeah, we'll let you know. <laughs> we you, haven't even decided. You volunteered, so yeah. you're in the hopper. Yeah, we haven't even decided when we're going to have a listener on, or what we're going to do. But or, we have decided on when the next spotlight is. Yes. Um, so then he said, Green History Month, love it, Turtle Power. So that is going to be our next episode. That's it. It's our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle episode. And this is Green History Month. This is Green History Month. So we do have some green stuff to cover in this episode yes. as well. So, all right, so that was everything from uh, Jamie Dahl. So. Yes, so Jamie, uh, good call on the spotlight of the Ninja Turtles. Yep. That'll be episode 20. I think we kind of told them that already. Yeah, well, but yeah, maybe episode, we listen, who knows? But yeah, episode 20 and... I'm working on some things for that episode. Uh, since it is episode 20, I wanted to kind of do something special for it, so I'm kind of working on something right now. So. Awesome. Well, numbered episode 20 will be like episode right. 37 Who knows? or something. But yeah, we, that, that was another thing. Is Chuck mentioned it early on, and I well, thought... We well, should retcon that, everything back? That, well, no, you mentioned that we should just number every episode. Yeah. And what I wanted to do initially was I wanted the numbered episodes to be the ones where we actually cover issues yeah. of ongoing stuff. And the other ones are going to be spotlights. The problem is, we're looking back on it now, and we're like, well, this isn't fair. We're only up to episode in the teens, and everyone else that we start that started after us has passed us already. Yeah. So now we're numbering every episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From this point well, on. I think we should just go back and just jump on and number it, like, whatever it really is, like episode 42. Well, we'll see. Maybe episode- We'll go from, like, 22 to 42. Maybe once we hit what's actually supposed to be episode 50, maybe we'll just do episode 50 right there. <laughs> yeah, so it'll look like you guys missed, like, 20 episodes. But <laughs> right. really, you didn't. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, so let's get into some issues here. Uh, so we'll go yeah. into uh, From Springfield to Tatooine. From Springfield to Tatooine. My favorite kind of town, Springfield and Tatooine. All right, so uh, so we got some uh, issues here. What do you have? Uh, buy, borrow, snarf wise. 
Are we not just going to jump right into this? Because I'm chomping we, at the bit we, here. We will. We will. All right. Uh, of the four, five, six, seven, seven, eight, issues. nine, ten. Yes. Of the ten, three buys. Okay. Seven borrows. Okay. That's no it. snarfs. All right. I have five buys. Five buys. So I, I like more of the issues than you did, evidently. Obviously. Um, four borrows. Okay. And one snarf. Ooh. Yeah. Someone got pissed on. Yeah. So I thought we would just uh, just go right down the stack. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we're saving the best for last. Come on, man. <laughs> we got a lot the to talk fuck? to. We got a lot to talk about with that. All right, go ahead. All right, so well, let's let's knock out the Transformer Primes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we're gonna. And, and you can those. see I did not write out much about let's, each one. Let's get those turds <laughs> off the pile here. They weren't turds, but all right. Here, Transformers Prime. One of, just a one of them is turd. I know. <laughs> Transformers Prime. Just to give you a rundown, if you're watching the Transformers Prime cartoon, right? This little four-parter takes place prior to the cartoon starting. Yeah. So it kind of gives you a little back history. If you're liking the cartoon and you watch the cartoon and you want a little bit more backstory on the cartoon, these are your books. Right. And uh, If you're good with the cartoon the way it is and you don't want it, you don't need it, yep. don't worry about it. Now, these were all borrows for you, correct? Correct. Three of them were borrows for me. One of them was a snarf for me. One of them you hated, huh? Yeah, one of them I really did not like. Okay. Okay. So, uh, going into issue number one, uh, it was written. Why well, I just covered it? It's all about the, before the cartoon. <laughs> well, I got it right here. Oh, you took time to write. Go ahead. I wrote stuff down. You wrote. I'll let you speak. It's uh, first, and I'm going to say ahead. the writer and the artist. And go ahead. One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got your. <laughs> I got your. Go ahead. Machamp. All right. So, anyways, <laughs> each issue almost has different creative teams. So yeah. So uh, that kind of took me out of the yes. Yeah. If, if I'm reading back to back. Yeah. So, writer on the first one is Mike Johnson, art by E.J. Sue, who we've seen before. True. Cliff Jumper returns to Cybertron due to signs of Decepticons being there. He takes too many. He takes on too many Decepticons and is captured. He's then rescued by R.C., but she actually wasn't there to rescue him. She was actually looking for information on what the Decepticons were up to. They find out the Decepticons are actually building something big in Kaon City, which is Megatron's main city. Yeah. And they decide that they will sneak into Kaon City together. That's issue one. That's pretty much it, yeah. That was it. Issue number two. Was this your snarf? No. No, okay. It was written by Mike Johnson, again. And then pencils were by uh, Attilio Martin and Alan Jefferson. And in issue number two, they sneak in through the industrial waste tunnels due to minimal security being there. They witness Starscream has built a space bridge. Cliffjumper has a plan to stop them. And what his plan is, is he's going to surrender himself, claiming that he came to warn them about RC, while RC actually sneaks down and she actually activates the space bridge. Cliffjumper and RC are trapped behind the control panel to the space bridge and are being blasted at once everything goes down. And they decide to take a leap of faith through the space bridge. Yeah, they don't know if it's going to kill them or yep. whatever. So End of issue two. End of issue two, yeah. <laughs> uh, issue number three, written by Mike Johnson again, but pencils are by David Daza in this one. This is a borrow again for me. Because all the way along, the pencils have been pretty consistent, even though it's been different artists. Okay. All right? So Cliff Jumper and RC land on Earth. RC scans a motorcycle for, for a disguise, and Cliff Jumper scans a muscle car. I don't know what it was, but it was... Yeah. A muscle car. I think it might have been a Barracuda or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Starscream comes through the space bridge and scans a jet. And then in jet form, he attacks the two Autobots. RC loses an arm in the explosion. We'll get to what happens in that. Uh, (laughs) My favorite part of that. (laughs) Right. So so that was issue three. Can I say my favorite part in that? Well, that's in issue four. Okay, go ahead. So... (laughs) 
Issue four, which was the snarf for me. Yeah, wow. Um, I would have. I would have thought about issue three. Well, here's there really wasn't a lot. Yeah, here, going on there. here's the reason why. Uh, it's written by Mike Johnson, pencils by David Daza, but the inker changed and the colorist changed completely, and the art took me totally out of the book. Okay. At that point, the art was still good, but the ink and and color it was, it wasn't sucked. Yeah, it was uh, went from kind of brighter to darker, darker to lighter, to, yeah. to garbage. So, <laughs> anyways, um, basically what happens, Cliffjumper attacks Starscream, and Starscream does what? Hits him with what? Arcee's arm. Yeah. He bitch slaps him <laughs> with her arm. Which was awesome. Uh, Cliffjumper... Yeah. Cliffjumper gets slapped by Starscream with Arcee's arm. Right. Love it. Cliffjumper ends uh, up taking Starscream down, though. Okay, and, yeah. But then Breakdown shows up, which mm-hmm. we hadn't even seen Breakdown. So Another Decepticon. He just yeah. showed up. Yeah. And he doesn't even show up in the series, the cartoon series. Not, so I'm not like, that I've seen so far. So I'm like, well, why is he in this issue? Have we never seen him before yeah. or after? So Breakdown eliminates uh, Cliffjumper. RC Blasts Breakdown, or right before he can yeah. eliminate Cliffjumper, RC Blasts him. And Cliffjumper grabs RC and try, they try to escape together. Uh, they're not very fast, uh, though, so before, uh, so they actually get caught up by Starscream and Breakdown. And just before they're about to destroy the two Autobots, Optimus Prime shows up, which I thought was a crappy picture of Optimus Prime. With Bumblebee. He shows up and, and slams down on Starscream and blasts Breakdown. Then Bumblebee punches, out, knocks out Starscream. Yeah. Uh, the Autobots all leave the area through a ground bridge to join the rest of the team, and then it's like to be continued and transformed in the cartoon. the cartoon. Yeah. So... That was all that. Yeah, pretty much, if you want, just a little bit of back history, a little bit of backstory on the cartoon. If you're really liking it, you're really digging it, this set of books is probably more for a hardcore Transformer fan. Yeah. If you're digging that cartoon, pick it up. If not, don't worry about it. And just to let you know... Borrow it from your friend. The reason why we covered all four issues together is they actually came out weekly. Yeah, so... So, that's, it's not like we held off on reviewing them. It's just they all came out one a week, yeah. so... All right, so uh, next on my plate is the G.I. Joe Real American Hero number 162, which you actually covered, so. Yeah, I, I got that. I'll, I'll, let me, and uh, what did you give it? Locate it. Oh, that's a buy. Okay. Yeah. It's Larry Hammond, I'm, dude. I'm, the... I'm shocked. Let me put on my shocked face. Put on the shock. Shock me. Uh, it was a buy for me also. It was a low buy because there was a couple things I didn't like. but and we, sure. and we kind of talked about it before, but yeah. we'll talk about it in the episode now. But uh, it's writers Larry Hama and the artist is S.L. Gallant. Gallant, yeah. Gallant. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, love it. Buy. <laughs> <laughs> buy it. Buy, to, buy both copies. Buy both. Yeah, there's two no, it's not, that, it's not that good. Not that good, okay. No. Basically, uh, Destro and the Baroness are flying um, this big giant jumbo jet. And he says to her, you know, her and Billy, the their Baroness and Billy seem a little closer here lately. And she says, well, it's good to be close to the commander's son. And then Destro says to her, you know, um, he seems a little crueler than usual. And the Baroness says, you know, cruel is the new greed. Mm-hmm. So as they're pl- landing the plane here, uh, the plane is okay to land. Uh, Cobra has diplomatic immunity. And aboard the plane are actually Destro, the Baroness, Cobra commander, Dr. Mindbender, the brainwashed snake eyes, Billy and Zartan. Right. All right, and then uh, Zartan, he leaves on a motorcycle, and then he changes and morphs into a police officer. Right. A motorcycle cop. Yep. Billy and snake eyes, they leave at an 18-wheeler marked uh, Arbico, um, or Bar- Broca Brothers Bro- Circus. Broca Brothers Circus, yeah. Right. Which goes all the way back to old Marvel G.I. Joe stuff. Right. 
Uh, Cobra Commander, Destro, and the Baroness, they leave on a Cobra Maggot, mm-hmm. which is like a giant, stretched-out-looking, kind of two-piece his tank thing. Looking. Right. Uh, and they drive that to the New Jersey shores. Right on the highway, yeah. Right on the highway, which, yeah, and that goes back but to... They're, but they're staying inconspicuous. True. <laughs> they have diplomatic immunity. What are they going to do? Cobra Island is its own territory. And and that goes all the way back to the Jersey Shore thing. That goes all the way back to older Marvel stuff, too. And Zartan went ahead to contact the Dreadnoughts here. Uh, Billy makes a remark about not being, not underestimating a ninja or an Eskimo. And the Eskimo he's talking about is Quinn. Mm-hmm. Which that goes all the way back to like the beginning of G.I. Joe. Because every time it seems like that Billy gets brainwashed a little bit more, he starts to become Dr. Venom. Yep. The originator of the brainwave scanner. And at this point, he seems like he's totally Dr. Venom at this point. Yeah. Yeah, he's like totally brainwashed himself into that. Now, the Dreadnoughts, they're held up in some garage here. And it's the same garage that they were held up in in issue 30. Okay. They give up the place of it. uh, I think it's right here. Uh, it's, It's sorry we're closed. No. uh, (laughs) The Pine Barrens. Yeah. So that's where it's at. It's the same grass station, same garage. I went and looked at the picture because it looks so familiar to me. It's the exact same drawing of that, just updated. I just noticed here also there's, it looks like it might be in the panel Erskine Grocery. And I don't know if this could be done on purpose, but uh, Dr. Erskine was the creator of the Super Soldier Serum for for Captain America. Awesome. I don't know if that's where the name could have came from, Maybe, but who knows? Just kind of noticed that. Throwing it so. out there, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of Easter eggs in these books. Yeah. So um, now the Dreadnoughts are holed up in that garage. They're actually repairing the Thunder Machine, which is you know Thrasher's you know pieced together uh, car. Speaking of uh, Easter eggs, you see uh, Trimp's trucking. Yeah, Herb Trimp. Trimp. Yeah. Who did the a lot of the art back in the original Marvel run? Right. That's covers. what I'm saying. There's a lot of yeah. stuff in there. That's just so really cool. Just pointing it out. Yeah. Zartan, he's still, you know, disguised as a motorcycle police officer there, and he goes into the garage, and he's attacked by his own dreadnoughts, but he he kicks all their asses. Yep. And we actually have Thrasher, Torch, Buzzer, Ripper, and Thrasher gets his nose broke again, like he did in Marvel issue number 70. Okay. So many, it's the same thing. How many pages thing. you got coming? I have out. a lot. Don't worry about <laughs> We're it. We're doing a stripper I version. I came prepared. <laughs> Good. I was called out last time. Well, rightfully so. so. I took some notes here. <laughs> Uh, and Zartan tells the Dreadnoughts that they're really pathetic. Uh, they say, we didn't know it was you coming, Zartan, which they're cowering, which they did in the old Marvel runs, too. Mm-hmm. They tell Zartan they're actually upgrading the Thunder Machine. He's like, don't upgrade it. Let's get it running first. Then Buzzer tells him, you know what? We need food and drink. Uh, all we do is sit around here and take un- orders, and we're hungry. Then they, they pan back uh, to Cobra Commander and um, Destro here. Upon reaching the Jersey Shore... Cobra unloads Dr. Venom's Brainwave scanning machine. Billy and Dr. Mindbender get into it about who it actually belongs to and whose it is. Then Billy, he acts more and more like Dr. Venom. And Destro asks him if he knows exactly who he is there. Are, are you Billy or do you think you're Dr. Mindbender? Do you, do you know who you are? You know. And the Baroness uh, actually goes outside for some fresh air. Destro joins her. And then we actually go and we see Lady J and Torpedo. They're actually undercover on the beach posed as surfers. Cobra Commander comes outside and tells Baroness, you know, I've got an important mission for you. And he wants her to go and get the Dreadnought some, you know, chocolate donuts and grape soda. And she storms off. She's all pissed off. And the Destro's, he's like, you know, it's not a mission. You're, you're kind of sitting around a little air in here. That's why she's all pissed, you know. Mm-hmm. So then the Baroness goes off to the store to buy the Dreadnoughts, you know, chocolate donuts and grape soda, which goes all the way back to old Marvel stuff again. Uh, she's followed by a Lady J and Torpedo. They follow her and they continue to spy on her. But they're spying on her in a G.I. Joe vamp. Yeah. Totally giving themselves away. Kind of noticeable. Yeah, really. 
Uh, the Baroness knows she's being trailed, so she hides from the Joes, and then she actually rams the, the Joes' vamp in the side. She pushes it you know, off a railing here. The vamp kind of flips over the road, rolls over in a, in a ditch filled full of water. Torpedo's still, you know, hung there because he's still wearing his seatbelt. He's kind of stuck, kind of confused, knocked out, dazed a little bit because of the accident here. But Lady J, she's out. She's free. And uh, her and the Baroness get into a classic fight. It's a classic cat fight. Yep. you got to love it. Lady J gets the upper hand, captures the Baroness. Uh, later on, the, the Dreadnoughts wonder why the food isn't there. And then they, Zartan actually realizes that they have to leave. She's not coming. They've been compromised right. and to be continued. And the, the thing I liked is Lady Jade just, she, like, even Baroness says, she's like, why won't you fall down? She's just like, yeah. she just won't go down. She's getting... Yeah, first of all, it's, it's kind of, in the, in, the, in the cat fight here, it's, it's kind of going back blow to blow, back yeah. and forth. And you think almost, for a while, the Baroness has the upper hand right. because she's been trained by a ninja, by Billy. Right. But then Lady Jade just hauls off and whacks yeah. her one. Yeah, so. so. I mean, there was some things that I was just like, Eh, like I could have done without the scene in the Cobra Museum. Yeah, I left that out. Um, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really pay pretension. And then, like you said, the vamp uh, trailing them. It's yeah, like, it's, it's you're not, not really covert if you're trailing them in a GI Joe vehicle. But. And then the parade when they showed up. I realized why it happened, but, but that's their own country. And I they have their own. I know. understand, but yeah. really. It doesn't have For to be me, in there. I mean, you got all those <laughs> classic nods back, and you got those little Easter eggs in it. And that's why this book is really good because it goes all the way back to the Marvel stuff. It throws everything back. Yeah. You've got old classic GI Joe, you know, toys in here, action figures. You, you've got the Thunder Machine in there. They give us the Dreadnoughts this time. Yeah. We have Thrasher. He breaks well, it was again. Yeah. Like did before. One who uh, was it? Is it Ripper or is that Buzzer? I think it's Buzzer. Yeah, Buzzer's. Buzzer is yeah. the one that keeps complaining about. I want something to eat, and I was like, yeah. okay, I'm getting tired of hearing you talk about how you need something to eat because it's not just one or twice. It's like five times in the issue. It's a couple. <laughs> yeah, it's a couple. Yeah. Um. So, it, like I said, it was a buy for me. I still enjoyed it, but there was just a few things I'm like, okay, this is really cheesy, like. Which is, that's what the book is supposed to be. It's, it's supposed to be. Okay, well, I don't like cheese. I got you. I mean, I like cheese. I just like it to eat. <laughs> I got you. All right, uh, let's go on to G.I. Joe Origins, number 23. What was All this right. for you? Uh, this, is, this is a borrow. Okay, this was a buy for me. I love this issue. Did you know? Yes. All right. Because there was a revelation in here that neither one of us saw coming. No. Well, all right, let me get into that yeah, here. Go it's, ahead. It's, it's a high borrow. Yeah, it's a high borrow. It's a buy. Uh, Monk and his team, uh, they're actually, uh, you know, they remember they were on the plane. Right. They are actually stopped by the Joes. Uh, his team wants to give up and surrender, but Monk does not. So he actually launches one of the missiles at the Joes, hitting the side of the plane, knocking a big hole in it. Then he actually escapes with one of his crew members, and they both have parachutes on, so they're both kind of skydiving, falling. Uh, they fight on the way down, and then Monk hits the water. And he kind of composes himself for a little bit there. And then he takes out his knife. And it looks like he's waiting for the rest of his guys to land. And he looks like he's, he's going to just kill him. Yeah. So, and then he kind of, you know, beeps for a pickup here. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's the Joes that are floating down. He's ready to take them all on if he has to. See, I thought it was his men because of what happened later on in the book. But we'll get to that. Monk, yeah. Monk then is in front of the high command here. Yep. He's told that, you know, the men can be replaced, but he can't. Right. And it was actually kind of a test for him. They knew that the uh, the mission had been compromised because they have leaks. Right. And he's given a list of names to you know stop the leaks, to plug them, to kill these people. Right. And he does. And then the doctor who's given him the test here, that, that loan test, 
uh, we see him and we know he knows he's going to die and he's right. like, he wishes he just had one more day left. Yep. Then he's actually confronted by Monk. And uh, he sh- Monk's showing him a picture of his wife and kids. It looks like it's in a detention camp. He finds this photo. Yep. Then we have the name Crake, K-R-A-K-E. Yep. And he wants to know, you know, you know who's Crake, what is he? And Crake is actually the the number eight. Mm-hmm. Lone, Albert Lone was a number eight, the serial right. killer. Right. This Crake is a number eight. Right. And Monk is told that Crake has his family, and Monk's like, you're, you're a liar. And, and he kicks his ass. Monk is actually told the truth about everything. Monk is a one. Yep. Which is the shocker. Yeah, I thought he'd be a little higher on the list, but he's well, actually a one. Well, because you were saying, I think he was a four, and I thought he was an eight. Yeah. And then here he's a one. He's a one. Which a one do- is as rare as an eight. Yeah, he's like the other end of the spectrum. He has a death wish. He's a soldier. He can do all this stuff, but he doesn't really care if he lives or dies, and he's not right. stupid enough to buy into the he's just gonna garbage do, He's just going to do the mission. He just follows what the mission tells yeah, him to do. Yeah, that's it, yeah. And that's it. Whereas the eight is the dreamer that can yeah. change the world yeah. and stuff. So, and he's actually told the truth about his family. They're in section ten. the The doctor then he just jumps out a hotel window to his death. Yep. And then we see Monk in the you know Cobra hierarchy here with Major Blood, the Baroness, and that that guy in the background. He, he kind of looks like the Cobra Commander. That's maybe. exactly yeah, what I so. thought. I thought maybe Drake is Cobra Commander, at least maybe for this time. Period. Maybe for this time period. Yeah, and he's he's told to actually by the doctor before he jumps out the window to. You know, go in there, investigate, get close to him. And right. Because it, it's, it's basically the doctor's big, biggest experiment, which is the thing that made it a buy for yeah. me. Is it I'm seems like, like the doctor wants to just take down Cobra. Well, it's also, I think he just wants to see what, what happens when you put a one with an eight. But he, he, he That's he, all he wants to know. Yeah, but then he, see, I was going to give it a buy, but then it kind of took me out of it because he'll never know because he killed himself. Right, but he knew he wasn't going to live anyways. Yeah. There's no living, so why not let the experiment play itself out? Yeah, and that's the thing I liked about, it. and it made me go, "Oh, this book's ending." Yeah, because I'm like, that's it. I'm like, I'm yeah. hyped up. I want to see what happens when you put a one with an eight. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see the continuation of Monk and Cobra, just to see, you and know, I, yeah, and who I, he becomes. Maybe he becomes a Cobra guy that we know already. Yeah. And I, maybe he's Firefly. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Well, he's not because Firefly's black guy. In Hearts and Minds, but in yeah, but the ongoing. I think that's supposed to be this continuity also. Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe it ends up being somebody else. Maybe, maybe. scrap iron. Who yeah, knows? Who knows? Who knows? But the thing I really liked is, like I said, by the time when I got to that last page and I saw all those guys standing there, I saw Major Blood. Yeah, you Baroness, saw players that you knew, and I saw these guys about to go pretty much a head to head, a figurative head to head. Yeah, they weren't actually battling each other. No, yet, no, no. But they're figurative head to head with each other. I was like, all right, this is awesome. I hope I get to see this play out somewhere. Yeah, it might not. It won't be in this book. Maybe they'll pick it back but up, but maybe somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. And Who knows? That would be awesome. Yeah. And I was like, I got so pumped after yeah. seeing that that I was like, okay, this is a buy. But because it got me pumped. Goodbye, old friend. Yes. Goodbye, G.I. Joe Origins. Yeah, G.I. Joe Origins number twenty-three was the last Origins, at least for now. For now, like Atkins mentioned to us, he says. He doesn't know if it's going to come back. It might. It might come back in some other form. But form, right. As so. far as just origins for now, it's... All right. So... Uh, this last mission. That's right. All right. So I have uh, Star Wars Knight Errant number four. Borrow. Uh, this... i got to see what I had for this. Um, it was a borrow. <laughs> Knight Errant I had as a buy. Did um, you? Yes, because there was a few things that happened. It's solid. It's yeah, solid. Yeah. There was a few things that happened into it in it that I really like. Now I, w- I did go with the stripper format, so I don't have as much written down. Oh, that's fine. Um, but Lord uh, Damon has Gorlin Paladin captive. 
He believes Gorlin called Lord Odian in to interfere with the plans that he had going on and is responsible for Kara Holt also showing up uh, with the other Jedis. So he threatens the people and Gorlin's family if he lies about there being any other Jedis on the planet. But Kara shows up and actually protects uh, Gorlin's family. Kara then leaves to rescue the village leaders, which Gorlin was one of them, who are being held captive on a slave ship. She takes them all down, which was awesome. Oh, yeah. Gorlin admits to Kara that he is actually at fault for Odian's arrival due to the message that he had, had felt he had to send out for help. And Lord Odian actually heard that message, and that's what brought him in. Right. So I kind of like that, that here this guy who's supposed to be the leader is actually at fault for his own village's destruction. Destruction, yeah. Basically. He feels uh, responsible also for Van Artrice's death. Kara makes a plan to get all the villagers away from their slavery. Gorlin Paladin agrees to help her and pulls out his lightsaber to join the fight as a Jedi once again. Yeah. Which, that was cool. Because he was a Jedi and she he, didn't know it yet. Right. Well, she kind of figured it out he later on. Yeah, but yeah. But she, he's finally saying, I'm willing to fight again as a Jedi. Right. Because he kind of left that behind him in the past. Here's a couple things I really love with the, the issue. Other than finding out that Gorlin was actually behind the, his own village's destruction. The part with Lord Damon with the statue cracked me up again. Because he was so concerned that his statue got destroyed. Because Kara tore it down. Tore like, it down, yeah. Basically destroyed it. And she, you know, it was a mess. She says, I have to leave a message for him. And she basically destroyed his statue. And he's like, um, maybe put uh, Cartosis plating just in case on my other statues. Yeah, just in case they break the other right. ones, yeah. And then the other thing I loved was when she's making her plan, they're kind of talking about everything. She asks, well, how many slaves uh, live here? And he goes, around 60,000, 10 mining towns, plus whatever slaves landed with that first transport. What do you think about bringing a few people off world? She goes... Yeah, around 60,000. Yeah, around all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, that's that's the kind of writing I like. I like yeah. it when they, they throw in a little bit of humor here and there, but there's a lot of action going on. So like I said, it was a, it was a buy. Very, very yeah. high borrow. Yeah. I'm glad so, I read it. Um, yeah. Very good. Yeah, it was good. Um, all right, so now we're getting into some of the good stuff. Should I cover the last yeah. okay book? This is Infestation, which is the big IDW crossover. This was a borrow for me. Yeah, me too. Because it was a little bit lackluster it's, from what yeah, I was expecting. Not really my cup of tea. Yeah, so... Um, it's a borrow. I wouldn't totally give it a snark because it does have a good story. Yeah, it does it's have a good story. It's going to somebody. Yeah, it it's does. Not, it's not a total piece of shit. Yeah, it's a solid story. It's got good art. It's a borrow um, for me. It relied, you, relied on you... They assumed that you knew more than you pro- they should have probably assumed. Yeah, because there's some information on the cover, inside cover, that I had to flip back to a couple times in right. there. Because there's this whole storyline called Robots vs. Zombies. Okay. It's a it's a book, and it's done several miniseries. And I bought number zero because it was a dollar, because I knew I was getting this. And I thought, well, give me some background. And basically what it is that these three scientists created this portal to another dimension. They didn't know it was on the other side. So the one scientist, they were all cocky bastards is what they were. Yeah. The first one goes through, and it was a good story, number zero. The first scientist goes through with a spacesuit, and he doesn't show up back up, and then all of a sudden they see his leg coming back through the portal. They go to grab his leg, and here it's just his leg with a bunch of his remains attached yeah. to it. So then the next scientist says, well, I'm going to go through with this souped-up, armored piece, like a almost a generic Iron Man-type suit. Right. So he goes in, and now we get to see through his perspective that there's actually zombies in this other dimension, this other Earth. They start swarming him. 
Right. And here we find out that, oh, he's protected except for his eye holes, which are glass. Yeah. So you can see, well, the zombies puncture, puncture through the glass and take right. him out. So the last scientist is left, and he's got these uh, robots. He wanted to send the robots through to begin with. Well, he starts up the robots, and here one has super artificial intelligence, and he takes command, and he's handed this big gun to go into the portal. Well, he takes the gun and shoots the last scientist. So all these cocky-ass scientists end are up dead, are yeah. dead. Yeah. And what ends up happening is portals open. Yeah, and then you have the robots versus zombies. zombies. Yeah. So they, and then I guess there's this whole CVO, which is the covert vampiric uh, operations, which is these vampires that are part of a team to help prevent supernatural things from happening. Yeah. And evidently they if were into that. They were into past stories, and I am into that, but. They relied on you knowing all this stuff ahead of time. Yeah. I had to do some research before I actually started yeah, doing like, this. Yeah, like a lot that you probably need to know going right. into this. So, uh, to go into the summary of what happens in the issue. At Kirtland Underground Munitions Storage Complex in New Mexico, in the past, we find a base cleaning up cadavers from an engineered viral strain of unknown origin, which is how they referred to the whole zombie so plague. just your typical shit. Yeah. Uh, the outbreak came from a dimension portal that was built by those scientists I mentioned. Right. Um, on the other side is a world labeled Dimension Z, Z for zombies. Zombies. Uh, they believe the portal is now only one way, but then all of a sudden zombies start busting through and taking everyone out. They start eating everyone. And which is typical. Right. Uh, so then we flash to nowadays, and there's a team called the Covert Vampiric Operations, and they're called in. The team is mostly vampires except for their scientists scientist who is part zombie himself from a previous mission. And who we have is Cross, Brit. Brit is the female, female. Super, supermodel. Yeah. She's vampire also. Uh, Bulls. Uh, Benny the Smith, who is the scientist guy, and he's the part, part vamp- zombie, yeah. zombie. Yeah. And then there's Overmars, who's their director. Now, the only ones I got to really know were Cross, Cross, Cross Benny, and Brit. Right. Because <laughs> that's who they kind of focus in on. So uh, they are being sent in to stop the problem at the source. Uh, they use this combination of science and magic uh, devices, which are called artillica, to teleport into where the portal is. So this way they don't have to go through the mass of zombies. Uh, but as soon as they arrive, they're swarmed by zombies. And Smith, get, uh, the Smith gets his arm ripped off that was actually holding the artillica device that teleported them in. So they can't teleport out you now. You can't get out now, yeah. So he also starts to lose control of whatever is controlling the zombies. Whatever is controlling the zombies starts controlling him because he's part zombie. And he actually bites Brit. <laughs> and the, Who wouldn't? Right. <laughs> the hot the, one. The team comes across an army of robots stashed away. And while the, they're busy activating the robots, the smith, uh, who's being controlled, steals Brit away since she's now a combination of vampire and zombie and he kind of referred to as the undead squared so she's got like she's like a superpower yeah she can be used to open up the portal to other dimensions and whatever's controlling the zombies wants to get into these other dimensions uh the robots come in to help stop all this but Brit is able to actually take over one of the robots because whatever's controlling her is referred to as a hunger which can infest anything so this is how we're going to get the whole Transformers right, thing happening. Yeah. The remainder of the team is able to destroy the uh, portal's connection, but not before it's, uh, it reaches to four different realities. The four realities the that we're going to be, gonna be yeah. crossing over into. The Smith is, in, is now in control of himself again, and Britt is actually passed out because she actually lost part of herself, her spirit, to each of the, different, uh, the four realities that are out yeah. there. 
and it appears that to gain back who Britt is and the key to stopping all of this, the team is going to have to actually go into these realities and retrieve back Britt's spirit. Or, or parts, yeah. And this will help stop the infestation. Yeah. So it was it was a borrow. Um, yeah. I, I was wondering how they're going to encompass all four books, yeah. all four worlds into one. And they kind of made it make sense. this is the kind of way they're doing it. Yeah. yeah. So I wish there's, there's pieces of her her soul, I guess. Yeah. That have gone to these four dimensions. They got to go back and get it, right? And that's how they're going to run into all four different types of right. characters and books. And the thing that gets me with it is they're going to be cross. If they, they would have had a sword and bust that sword into fractions, right? <laughs> you feeling me on this? And every fraction goes into a different dimension. So we're, we're going like Thundercats or something. We're going Marvel. On this. <laughs> so Doctor Doom, but breaks the breaks the sword into fractions, fractals. Well, here's what I'm thinking. We gotta go get the fractals. But here was but that's pretty much what it. Here was my problem with it is you're dealing with people that are probably buying property books. Exactly. So they're buying Ghostbusters, they're buying Star Trek, probably they're buying Transformers, and they're buying GI Joe. Those are the four properties. Yeah. If you're buying property books, you're probably not buying robots versus zombies. No, and much like us, which kind of we do for the show, buy property books, right? Which is only Transformers and GI Joe, right? Now we're not really buying Ghostbusters, which we like, and there's no way we're buying Star Trek. Well, I'm buying the Star Treks that are tied to the story. Good luck with that. And I'll be covering them on the episode, and you'll be reading them too. I know. <laughs> and then they'll be in a prize pack. <laughs> no, they won't. Yeah, they will. Depends on how bad the <laughs> the issues are. <laughs> well, just those issues. No. You can't keep them. you got to keep them with the story. You can't keep them. You're such a completist. I know. You can't keep them. So anyway, that's what happened. So let's move on to the... We'll wait for the trade. Let's move on to the good stuff now. All right, yeah. So we've got uh, Star Wars Darth Vader and the Lost Command number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was so good. Which was a buy. Oh, total. It was by Hayden Blackman and Rick Leonardi. Was the awesome. artist so the, uh, the cover is phenomenal. All right, so do you got this one? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Buy go, it. Go for it. <laughs> no, I mean it's, it's beautiful. Buy it. What happens? It's a great book. No. Um, okay, so we open up uh, Darth Vader here. He uh, kind of remembers what he gave up and what really could have been mm-hmm. with him and Padme while he's actually going through a service maintenance, uh, and he keeps saying to himself, "You know, keep me sane, my love." Yep. As he keeps remembering Padme, because it's painful. Yeah. He's no arms, no legs. Yep. He's just a... Tor- tor- Shell of his former yeah, self. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, his, you know, electronic arms and legs are getting serviced here. Yep. Uh, the Emperor then summons Vader and tells him uh, he must find the son of Moff Tarkin uh, in the Ghost Nebula. Yep. And the son's name is Garuch Tarkin. Yep. And Moff Tarkin tells Vader he's not his first choice because of his past failures with the Jedi. And he's given uh, a shadow, Captain Shale. Yep. And on the journey to the Ghost Nebula, Vader tells his troops, the 501st Legion, to crush any resistance but leave the officers alive for interrogation. Uh, Upon landing, the 501st Legion actually see a scout party headed their way. Vader orders them to just cut him down. Yep. Which is, yeah. Awesome. Fucking awesome. Yep. So, yeah, awesome. This this book is awesome. Uh, Then the battle begins. Uh, Captain Shale actually takes out a sniper and kind of saves Lord Vader here. And then he kind of gloats about it. Yep. Uh, then you know Vader's not having that, and, and the Vader actually kind of, kind of goes Western on him and goes alone to take out the tower here, and the troops they want to send in a Walker to do it, but Vader says no, 
it's almost kind of like he wants to show up Captain Shale. Yeah. Like, you didn't need to save me. I've got this. I've got right. the Force. You don't know me. Yep. Uh, he kind of uses the Force then to get the upper hand. They take and overthrow the tower. Vader orders the 501st Legion then to drag the uh, the men to the river. And he wants to know where the missing, uh, you know, Tarkington's son is. Or he's just going to drown the men. Yep. Uh, a droid tells Vader, because they're speaking their own language, so they got an interpreter droid here. That the men, the language the men speak here is almost impossible for them to translate. And then Vader orders the troops to sweep the area again, execute anyone old enough to hold a weapon, and then burn the city down. Yep. Which, that's awesome. Yep. And then he's ordered to just, uh, to drown the prisoners they already have here. Mm -hmm. And then we have a female figure dressed in white from head to toe appearing from the fog on a small little boat on the lake. And she actually welcomes Lord Vader saying that she is the Lady Sorrow. High Priestess of Atoa, and she will help him find whatever it is he seeks. Yeah, and there's actually like three people on the boat, yeah, but, but the other two are like the rowers. The oars, or yeah. yeah, but yeah, she's like this mysterious woman in white. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. With, yeah, the, the art was amazing. Oh yeah, uh, they had shadow troopers in here. They had the five hundred first in here. Oh yeah, they had you know. This is a book. Like, okay, we'll get into this. You're heavily versed in mm-hmm. the multiverse of Star Wars, the yeah. expanded universe. Expanded universe, right. Okay. Um, for someone like me who's just kind of getting into the expanded yeah. universe, doesn't know a lot about it, about it backstory-wise, this is a good book for you to get. Oh, if yeah. If you like the... If you like Darth Vader. The, if you like Darth Vader <laughs> or you like the, the six movies. Right. And you don't have a vast knowledge of the expanded universe. Yeah. Jump on this. And the thing you, I, it seems like you really don't need it. Yeah, no, you don't. And the thing that's really cool about it, too, is I like the fact that you're getting a glimpse inside of who Vader is because you find out that he's in constant pain. Yeah. He's he's not and, and happy he's not inside that armor. And he's not 100% evil because he still dwells back and right. thinks of Padme and what could have been and what he gave yep. up to get it. And you're getting trooper action, which I love. Oh, I love the 501st. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was just awesome. Like I said, I love shadow troopers. They're, they're oh, yeah, awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and then you got Vader being a badass. He's yeah. just like, you know what? Put him out there. Yeah. Drown him. Anyone old enough to carry a gun, yeah. kill him. So, Burn the city. And then, like you said, the cover to this is just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and this would have been the total awesome pick of the week had it not been, been for G.I. Joe Cobra number 12. Which we'll get into right now. Yeah. So uh, why don't you go ahead and cover that. This was obviously a total buy. This was yeah. the buy of the week. Super the, issue of the week. The buy of the episode. The buy of the year. <laughs> yeah, this this has story of the year written all yeah. the fuck over it. So uh, why don't you go ahead and get into that then? Let me get to my notes here. Uh, yeah, this... Like I said, well, if, a couple things. I wasn't. While, part, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say while you're getting to your notes, a couple things. One is the cover is an homage to uh, Alpha Flight number nineteen. Yeah, where one of the characters that's in a bullseye gets killed, and it was actually Vindicator that got killed in that issue. The thing, or Guardian, maybe. Yeah, it was Guardian. And the thing with that is, if you look to see who was in the Guardian spot that got killed you would think that Chuckles is going to die. Right, because it's in the same spot, but they don't do it. Right. And then, I don't know if you knew this, but the very first page, the scene with destruction and everything else, that's the village that Chuckles pressed the button with. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was really cool. Okay, remember how we did um, you stripper format? Yeah. Well, I have whore format. (laughs) So we're going to experiment. We're going to experiment with this book here. Well, can you fly a little bit? We're we're running long. Okay, whore format. G.I. Joe number 12... Cobra uh-huh. number 12. Full spoiler here. Uh, Cobra Commander's killed. Right. By Chuckles. Right. Let's discuss. Okay. 
<laughs> oh, I thought you were going longer with it. <laughs> no, this is that was stripper format. This is horror format. Okay, okay. No, I've got it. I got more. Okay, but I thought we'd try that out. No, I like that. You like horror format? Well, especially with an issue like this, where like like we said at the beginning of the episode, you have to read this one. Yeah, I've read it. I've read it three times already. I've read it twice so far. So basically, we start off Tomax and Zamat. They discuss the situation. They discuss Chuckles, Cobra, and the trust between the two of them. Yep. Zaymot then goes into Big Boa's dojo. He confronts Chuckles about Jinx and that he made him her, him kill her. He right. made Chuckles kill you know Jinx, and then they fight. And in the fight here, Zaymot actually steals Chuckles' security card, security badge. Uh, Big Boa steps in. He orders Zaymot to get out. You know, you got your shoes in my dojo that don't go down. Uh, Chuckles. He tells Chuckles, you know, you need to wise up. And he actually tells him how he got the metal jaw. Yeah, because uh, for not being so just smart. not being smart, right? Yeah. And then a viper actually tells Tomax that there was an attack on his brother by Chuckles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cobra Commander orders Zaymont confined to his room, and Chuckles is to be brought to the Cobra Commander. Yep. Uh, Tomax is not happy about this. Tomax actually goes to see Zaymont and talk about it. Uh, Zaymont knocks him out. Yep. And knocks out Tomax and assumes his identity. Yeah, disguises with, himself. Yeah, he covers a scar. He gets onto yep. the wig to match his brother's hair. Because this time, Tomax's hair is a little longer than Zaymont. Yep. He contacts the kitchen, which is the girl he was banging yep. in the previous episode, to step up the lunch for the high command, but not the Cobra commander. Which was awesome. Right. He tells the Crimson Guard, uh, condition Foxtrot. Don't know what that means yet. Right. Uh, Zaymont, then he goes to a Viper in the locker room there because he swipes it with Chuckles' badge. Yep. Goes into the locker room, grabs a rifle and a gun, and just guns down a bunch of Viper troopers. Yep. All right. Then he leaves and tells another you know head Viper here in the hallway, uh, Trooper, that Cobra's been attacked. They've been attacked by the former G.I. Joe agent to lock down the base. He orders all the Vipers to look for Chuckles. And he takes off the, uh, the the Tomax disguise here, and now he's Zaymon again. And then he calls and orders the Crimson Guards guys to start a fire outside, create some confusion, create some chaos. And he tells them to take care of the high command that have just been poisoned. Yep. That's why he ordered lunch exactly. early. Because he poisoned the high command. Uh, Zaymon then goes into the Cobra Commander's throne room and tells uh, him of Chuckles' betrayal. The commander finds it kind of hard to believe. And Zaymot tells him the high command of Cobra will believe him because they also see that Chuckles also killed you, Commander. Uh, but before Zaymot was able to to kill Chuckles, so before I was able to kill Chuckles, right. Chuckles actually killed you. Yeah. So they're going to believe me. Right. Uh, the commander then tells Zaymot, he goes, you're absurd. Uh, the commander then tells him uh, that his plan is not going to work and he really doesn't pay attention to detail and he can't outwit the Cobra Commander because he has Chuckles there dressed as a Crimson Guard. Right. Which was awesome. That was awesome, yeah. Chuckles then takes the helmet off, grabs a rifle from a uh, standing by Crimson Guardman. Well, he also makes a comment saying, like, didn't you think I would notice, uh, what was it called, a Boston something or other? yeah. Yeah, a Boston dip, dip, where uh, he's basically noticed that Zaymot took his ID badge. badge. So that was cool. And he knows he got pickpocketed. Yeah. yeah. And then the commander tells Chuckles that he can kill his enemy, kill Zaymont. Chuckles then takes the rifle, points it at the Cobra commander, gives a little yo-jo, and, and the commander's dead. And blasts his head a two-page spread of blood just shattered right through his skull. Yeah. He's dead. And this is G.I. Joe, so dead is dead. Dead is dead. <laughs> yeah. This ain't Marvel or DC, folks. He ain't coming back. All that's left there is the, the Crimson Guardsman... 
He attacks Chuckles. Chuckles kills him, snaps his neck. The guy who took the gun from. Yep. And then uh, it's Chuckles and Zayma. That's it. Yeah. Chuckles thinks to himself, uh, now I'm going to have to kill everyone in his building. Yep. And the next issue, we have Chuckles versus Zayma to the death. And we don't see that, I think, for two months. Yeah, I'm so sad. Yeah. And he actually did try shooting Zaymot right away, but there was only one bullet in the gun, which he said the commander thought ahead, well, maybe not that too far ahead. Yeah. Because he just assumed... He was going to kill him first. Right, and then turn to the commander and kill him. And Chuckles knew his... Evidently, his mission all along was... was To kill the Cobra Commander. To kill Cobra Commander. And that's his shot, and he took it. I don't know if I could do that. What, just kill somebody? No, no, no. Um, All along... You're seeing the guy, and you have the chance to kill the guy that f- caused you to kill your girlfriend, the yeah. person you love. Oh yeah, he's and so far deep like, into this. It's like, do you kill the person that took your love away from you, or caused you to take your love away from you, or do you stick with your mission? You get and stick, amazingly, stick mission, yeah. he stuck with the mission. He destroyed and killed all those people on that island. Yeah, he killed his girlfriend. Yep, it's part of the mission. Yeah, it boom. Yeah, I just I was. Floored. Yeah. And I, and I started hearing that someone died in this issue. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know who, and I stayed away from everything. Oh, I until was... Until this issue came, because I knew it was coming in a couple days in our yeah. DCBS order, and I was like, I don't want to know who it is, because I want it to be a shock. And I was like, hold... And you were like, you need to read this now. Like, when you brought the books in, yeah. you were like, you need to read this now. So I actually read it at work. Yeah. This first chance I had. Oh, yeah. And I... Sent you a message saying, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, I got it. Got spoiled for me. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah. Comic Geek Speak. I listened to their episode, and they spoiled it. Yeah, which you know, yeah. it sucks. But but hey. it didn't take anything away from it. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, so totally awesome. It was amazing. Um, it, just can't say enough about that. Yeah, issue. that that book is phenomenal. Yeah, um, the buy other, that book if you buy yeah. no other GI Joe book. Buy that one. The other thing I wanted to mention because we Joe Cobra number twelve. We were talking about uh, the cover of twelve being like Alpha Flight number nineteen. One thing I forgot to mention last episode was Knight Errant number three. Yeah. The cover of that was an homage to the Ralph McQuarrie concept art for Darth Vader and versus Luke Skywalker with the lightsabers. Oh yeah. Um, if you look at this, I'm sure you've seen an image similar to that. Oh yeah. Where this was normally Luke, Luke and this is normally Darth yeah. Vader. So it was a little homage to that, and I forgot to mention that last episode. Oh, cool. So that was pretty cool. All right, so we just got a few last things to cover here. Uh, We do have a toy review. We do have a top ten list. And then we do have a a real quick ammo dump. Do you want to finish off issues with the ammo dump right away? Let's do the dump. All right, we'll go into the uh, ammo dump. All right, Chuck. Uh, well, I did grab something. Uh, last time we covered a lot of Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I grabbed a little DC this time. There you go. Uh, it did actually catch my attention, so I wanted to mention it. I've been following Brightest Day. Uh, You're an event whore. I, well, I love... Brightest Day was done really well. It's done by my, one of my favorite writers is in it. One of my favorite artists is, is working on it. So uh, Brightest Day number 18. Okay, what's your, I uh, am what's your norm- DC plug there? Brian yeah, I am, I am not normally a Hawkman fan, but Hawkman and Hawkgirl in this kicked some ass. And once again, there was a surprise ending at the end of the issue. And again, I'm not going to give it away because we're not a DC podcast. But there was a little uh, com- conflict at the end of the issue and a big surprise. At least for me, there was. Nice little reveal. Uh, with... With uh, when it came to Hawkman and Hawkgirl, so okay, 
So again, that was... Uh, Brightest Day, number 18. Okay. Mine was actually uh, from Xenoscope, uh, Grim Fairy Tales, Myths and Legends, and this is issue number one. So Hot chick on the cover helps. Hot ch- yeah, hey, Little Red Riding Hood, uh, Big Bad Wolf, so that's awesome. Basically, as I was kind of telling you, it's um, a rehab center, mm-hmm. and we have one, two, three, four, five, six people in the rehab. It's for higher clientele, more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a drug addict, a couple of uh, brothers who are addicted to the, the alcohol. Mm-hmm. We got a sex addict here. We got a guy who overeats glutton. We got a cutter, and we got a schizophrenic who doesn't talk. Right. They're all in rehab, and basically something happens where there's just a big giant wolf. Yeah, shows up. Yeah, and then he's attacking. He he goes in there, and people go outside, and you're most thrillers. He, he, guy gets killed. He's outside where he shouldn't have been. And it's just you're following the story of these people in rehab, and the guy goes outside, you know, take a smoke or whatever, and he's attacked and killed by this wolf. And the schizophrenic guy sees it, mm-hmm. and he's been there for a couple of years, and he hasn't talked or said anything since he's been yeah. there. And he's screaming and pounding on the door, get me out of here, get me out of here, yeah. which alerts the other guards, and they don't know. So he, they're trying to get him out, and that's where the book leaves off. But it, it's a really good book. Yeah, it, the art's beautiful. Yeah, at uh, so. Xenoscope. Yeah, so. All right. Again, uh, that was uh, Grim Fairy Tales, Myths and Legends, number one. All right, so that was our uh, animal dump. Like like we always said, it's going to be short and sweet. So, All right, uh, let's go into our Kung Fu Grip. Kung Fu Grip. Alright, Chuck, so uh, with it being Green History Month... Yeah, Green History Month. February is Green History Month. Uh, we each picked a figure that was green in some fashion. Okay, um, yeah. I, I kind of went more of the figure himself or herself is right. actually a green-skinned figure. Right. You went with green-clothed. Well... Which is cool. That's wh- fine. Which... There was no preference on this. On a Green History Month, how could I not pick a Green Lantern? I know. So, I know. I'm not going to give you a crap about it. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to do yours first, sir? No, you mentioned okay. Lantern. Go ahead. All right. So, what I picked was the DC Classics Build-A-Figure of Kilowog. Yes. This was from, uh, I think, Series 11, Wave 11. Where you bought each individual piece. Right. And each piece came with a... Con- a with an arm, the two arms, the two legs, his waist came with the... Uh, the head. With the head. And you got And torso. then you got his torso. Yeah. And then you also got a stand if you wanted that. But he stands perfectly fine without the stand. Because he's huge. He's huge. He's got multiple points of t- articulation. He's an awesome sculpt. Probably the best sculpt of, of Kilowog I've ever seen. Yeah, this is probably the best figure of this guy I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and it's it's done pretty much to scale with the other ones because he's a bigger, bigger, right. bigger guy. My only complaint with him would probably be that both of his hands are fists. They're closed, yeah. So they're closed. Um, but he I, doesn't come with any accessories, so I mean, it, it's, and that's okay. kind of the yeah. only thing. I wish he would have came with a lantern. Okay. Now the DC Direct Blackest Night Arkillo figure, which is a little bit bigger figure, and it's about the same scale that Kilo. He's the same scale Kilowog should be. Okay. Um, or he should be the same scale as Kilowog is. Um, the DC Direct one is not as big as Kilowog, but I wouldn't expect it. it's a different toy line. Yeah, exactly. But he comes with a yellow lantern, and it's a. It's an appropriately sized yellow lantern. So it would have been cool if Kilowog came with a bigger green lantern. But he's got the ring on his hand. I mean, both hands are fists. He's He's muscle-bound. Yeah, exactly. He's sculpted to be muscle-bound. He's got a lot of articulation. Just a really, really cool figure. Yeah, he's got the same articulation as most DC Classics. And he's just bigger size, bigger bigger. scale. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I'm a huge fan of Kilowog, so it was just an awesome figure to now have in my collection. So yeah, I mean, as far as Green Lanterns go, I mean, he's got the traditional Green Lantern suit on. Yep, he's got the articulation, and again, no loose joints with the collecting connect. No. They all fit fine. They all fit really snug. Yeah, it's the best sculpt of that figure I've ever seen. I've actually looked on the neck because I knew you were doing yeah. it, and I couldn't find another figure that looked that good. That yeah. good, yeah. yeah. So. All right. And, uh, uh, mine is actually uh, Masters of the Universe 2002 style, 2000X, uh, Whiplash. Yep. Which is one of my favorite figures, and I thought it was pretty big and bulky until I put him against that guy. <laughs> Those dwarves. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is the uh, subturning himself, Whiplash. He has uh, standard articulation for this toy line. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we have here is we have the, the heads actually on a ball, shoulders are on a ball joint, wrists swivel. No elbow articulation. We have a uh, waist, waist swivel and no knee, no ankle. The uh, the legs can bend like you're sitting, so you have the little uh, was that thigh action? Yeah, hip yeah, action. Hip action. Yeah. yeah. Uh, both wrists do swivel. Now they both are in closed fist, but there is a little hole in his fist in one of the hands in the right hand. To put his weapon in. Very so he nice. can actually hold a weapon, but both fists are closed. Nice. And the painting on it is awesome. It does have an action feature, which most of these figures did have action features. Right. On the left side of him by the belt is a, is a I guess, a button. Yeah. You push the button and his tail moves back and forth, which is how Whiplash attacks. Attacks, right. Attacks with his tail. And again, pretty larger, most standard figure, no problem standing up, put him in different poses. And just the wash on him, the paint job yeah. alone is awesome looking. Yeah, he looks cool. Looks very cool. Uh, you know I'm a fan of the 2000X line anyway, so I oh, mean, yeah. it's just a cool, because they look a little grittier than your typical... Yeah, and to figures. me, I mean, the, the face of it looks pretty cool. It's not a, a abomination kind of looking, yeah. sort yeah. of, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, that's that's the figure I chose for this very nice. Green History Month episode. All right, and 2002 uh, style Masters Universe Whiplash. Very nice. And, uh, and speaking he's green. speaking of Green History Month, we have a top ten list to go into. So why don't we go into our uh, battle files? Let's do it. Battle files. All right. So uh, for Green History Month, we did a top ten list of our top ten favorite green. Characters in the Star Joe's universe. Now we these have to be actual green characters. They green can't characters, just be yeah. green costumes. And we kept our universe no Marvel, no DC, just right. books that we cover, right? Properties we cover, mostly eighty stuff, right? Uh, it could be from any of them. Yeah, anything. Yeah. Uh, the only one I didn't have any characters from because there really isn't any green skin characters is GI Joe, even though they are big on green. Yeah. I didn't pick any G.I. Now, I did honorable mention green shirts, because okay. they were called green shirts, but again, honorable mention of that. I thought of uh, Copperhead uh, and Beachhead, because they both were green. Primary green color. Primary Stalkers, green color. Primary green yeah. color, but yeah. But you could do that with so many of them. Yeah, so, exactly. So that's why and I also, away. honorable mention to Voltron for the green lion. I uh, did not have him as an honorable mention. I actually have him on my list somewhere. Really? Because I, I, I had him on the list at number 10, but he got bumped, because okay. I thought of somebody else. Okay. Well, let's start with your number 10. Number 10 for me, going into Green History Month, Star Wars, mm-hmm. Greedo. That's who I have as my number 10. Is it really? Yes. Nice. Not a whole lot going on with Greedo, which is why he's number 10. He's a bounty hunter. But he's a bounty hunter. He gets taken out in the so, first movie, yeah. New Hope. Yeah. But he's, so, yeah. but he's a bounty hunter, so I wanted, him to, I yeah. wanted him to be on my list. 
All right, your number All right, nine. Number nine, Masters of the Universe, the Green Goddess. Okay. Now, the Green Goddess, Shirella, she actually is the trainer of the He-Men. Okay. So she actually trains the He-Men in combat. Okay. And she's green. That's cool. And in prior mythos, she was actually going to be the Sorceress. Okay. But they turned her into the Green Goddess. My number nine was one that came to me last minute, which was Springer from the Transformers. He's a triple changer. Oh, yeah, He yeah, changes yeah. from a helicopter to a tank-type racer to a robot. Uh, he was one of the wreckers for uh, the wreck and rule yeah, and yeah. stuff. So uh, I always liked the way he looked. I thought he was the natural leader of the wreckers. So I, Not so. Cup is. No. All right. <laughs> Cup's the old-time leader. I know. So, all right. Number eight. Yes. Uh, from Thundercats. Okay. Slythe. I thought about him. I like Slythe. He's the leader of the mutants. Yeah. The evil mutants. Uh, the reptilian character. Yep. So number ties in well slide. with your whiplash yeah, figure. So. <laughs> very very similar to whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number eight was the green Voltron lion. Okay. Uh, would have been higher, but since his pilot is Pidge. Yeah, Pidge. Yeah. <laughs> but, honorable mention. But the lion is awesome. Honorable mention. The lion itself is awesome. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the green Voltron lion. Uh, number seven for me is uh, Transformers. Brawn. Okay. The one of the smaller ones, but yeah. one of the tougher ones. I knew you liked Braun, so like Braun. It was one of the actually one of the first Transformers I ever got. Um, one of the little mini. Yeah, it was a Jeep. Yep. easy to transform. Uh, yep. Yeah, Braun number seven. Uh, my number seven was Raphael. Okay, of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, he's sarcastic. He's he's got the little. He's a wisecracker. Uh, yeah, right? he's he's got the size going on. And, yeah. Uh, I'm not talking about his size. He's got yeah. his weapons are called size. <laughs> yeah, and in the cartoon, he wore the red bandana. Right. So, uh, but in the comic book, they kind of all all wore, wore red, red bandanas. bandanas so. Or unless you read the black and white stuff. Right. Uh, okay. Number six for me is uh, we'll have a second Masters of the Universe character here, uh, Merman. Okay. Uh, evil uh, overlord of the ocean. Yeah, I was Skeletor never Skeletor big on Merman. Merman. I, I really like Merman. Yeah. Uh, not a, not a one of my favorite man. minions of Skeletor. Yeah. My uh, number six for me is a Star Wars character, Kit Fisto. Who Thought about putting him on the list? Who's a Jedi? Yeah. Um, he's he kind of a squid type Jedi, yeah. Yeah. and uh, he. I read a lot more about him since. I mean, he briefly appears in the movies, mm-hmm. but there's been a lot of expanded universe adventures with him. Right, I'm learning more about him through the Clone Wars. Clone Wars, yeah, but there's also been some uh, comics with him in it. So, it, it, yeah, I, I really like okay. him. Uh, number five for me, I was going to put the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but if we had to pick one character, it's Raphael. Okay. Same reasons that you put, he's the wisecracker, he's always been my favorite turtle. Okay. So Raphael, number five. Number five for me was Battlecat. I love Battlecat. Piece of shit. <laughs> number five, that's it? Number five. Right, I got other characters I like more than Battlecat. I'm not a big Motu fan. I mean... At I, least he's on the list. I mean, I'll give you that. Yeah, like I said, you're I, not the biggest, you know, I mean, I, Masters fan. So. I like Masters of the Universe. Right. I mean, I might give you shit for it, but I do like Masters of the Universe, but it's not real high on my list when I'm looking at all the stuff that would be encompassing our our genres. Well, so. I mean, of the green people in Masters... Battlecat's the one. The one, yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. So... Number four for me is actually Masters of the Universe, Whiplash. Okay. So the figure I did, uh, he's pretty high on my list. Again, green characters here, uh, one of the evil yep. guys serving Skeletor here, one of the minions... Uh, Whiplash, number four. Okay. My number four is Leonardo of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Another turtle. Yeah. All right. How could you not? (laughs) Put the Um, leader in there. I like the leaders. I know. I always have liked the leaders. Uh, I like the fact that his weapon is the katanas. 
that he has, the twin katanas, are Swords, yeah. just awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I like leaders. I know. <laughs> and in the cartoon, he wore blue. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, number three for me is uh, Star Wars. Okay. Yoda. Okay. Master Yoda, Jedi. Can I call you a bastard for putting him number three? <laughs> He's in the top three. I'll give you that. He's green. Star Wars, top three, Master Yoda. Okay. Uh, number three for me was Devastator of the Transformers. Okay. So, yeah, there's all the little Constructicons, but they're together. They they're make, not yeah. as cool as when they are Devastator. Correct. So Correct. And Devastator in the movie was not the Devastator from the toys no. because all the toys were kind of a greenish color. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not dark green, but kind of light green. Yeah. yeah. A neon green. Uh, yeah. Number two for me, Transformer. Uh-huh. Hound. That's my number two. That's my number two. So, yeah. Same. same Army one. Jeep. Yeah. Army yeah. Jeep. Could make holograms. Exactly. Was yeah. very cool. Was one of the first Transformers I got. Him and Skywarp were my first two. So one of the ones I wanted and never got. Yeah. <laughs> and your number one, uh, Masters Universe Battle Cat. Big surprise. I know. <laughs> uh, my number one, no big surprise, Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. I mean, he's my number one of all Star Wars characters. He's got to be my number one green character. I have him number three. So, he's in the top three. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, if I didn't put Yoda number one, I think people would be calling bullshit. So. I would. <laughs> I was coming over here just to do that. So uh, that's why I drove. So yeah, so that that's our top ten list. Tell us who your favorite green characters are in the Star Joe's universe. You don't yeah. have to do ten, but yeah, do five, do yeah, one, do, do two, do whatever you want. You can break down all the turtles if you want, <laughs> but you probably shouldn't. <laughs> um, Save that for next. But time. speaking of turtles, we will be covering the turtles next episode. That's yeah. our spotlight. We're gonna have some comics. We're gonna cover the turtles. We're gonna talk about some of the. Movies on DVD that we watched. Yeah, Ninja and Turtle toy, toy reviews. Toy reviews. And a whole spotlight, a whole Ninja Turtle fest. It's yes. Star Joe's on a half shell. Get well, your Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtle fix here. Absolutely. So uh, we'll save that for next time for Green History Month. But until then, let me give the information out. Uh, you can find us at uh, StarJoe's.com. And actually, if you visit there, you'll see I've been adding links on the right-hand side where you can find friends of Star Joe's, so some of the podcasts that yeah. we like. The friends of the Joe's. Yes, uh, as well as some information links. I've been constantly adding some every day, so yeah. we want to be your one-stop shop for anything related to Star Joe's universe. So, so you, say, for example, you like He-Man, there's a Master's Universe link. Click on it, you'll find out all you need yep. to know. And there'll be more than you one. Like, yeah, you like Star Wars. Click on that link, we'll take you to a couple different links, a couple different pages. There's a whole bunch of different pages that yeah. you can access. And Eventually it's going to be, you like Mass, click on that. You like Voltron, click on yep, this. exactly. Multiple links whenever I can provide it, if it's a site that provides a lot of information for you guys, yeah. so or if it's a it's, main site for yeah. them. It's not just going to be, a, here's a page to Wikipedia. Right. It's, it's going to be some cool shit, guys. Right. So look out for that. You can also, on our website, find our forums just by clicking on it. There's a link right there for it. It says Star Joe's Forums. Right. And, it's these, and there's that's the, where we discuss a lot of stuff. Yep. It's the Star Joe's uh, Forums at the Comic Forums. If you want to just go to the regular website, it's uh, thecomicforums.com and scroll down to Star Joe's. You can also find us on Facebook. There's a fan site. Yeah, please leave a review. There's also the profile site, and I have both of them on our website. So I you saw can that, go yeah. to either one. Uh, Friend you, us. We like friends. You can also go to Twitter, and that's at Star Joe's Podcast. Unfortunately, I couldn't provide a link for that, so yeah. you just have to kind of find us. Uh, but we've had a lot of people on there, and you'll get the updates through Twitter. And uh, you can also email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. And we have a phone number. And we have a phone number. It's uh, 440-941-JOES, J-O-E-S. Leave us a voicemail. You'll hear it here on the show. Absolutely. 
And uh, with that, I think that's a, a wrap here for us. That's pretty much all I got. All right, great. Uh, spent. Please vote for us for the, uh, the comic book noise, yeah. the noisy. Uh, we'd appreciate that. And with that, we'll go ahead and close by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, guys. Later. Salise kept the evil yard from making all sorts of bad things happen. Now, I can't promise that a song will make any magic for you, but I can promise that when you're feeling lonely or sad, and we all do sometimes, if you try singing a song or maybe whistling or maybe just smiling, you'll feel a lot better. Honest. Try it and see. And I'll be seeing you very soon. Bye now.